Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <sighs> All right. It like, was wait, in wait, the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other yes. side. Yes. <laughs> yeah, figured it Wes out. Wes is wearing a girl shirt. Wes. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. Go cojones. How about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. A lot going on. We'll update you on the conference tournament action going on. Got a lot of Pirate Baseball to talk about today. A whole lot of hoops and some women's hoops. A shocker in Fort Worth we'll tell you about that opens up the path to the NCAA tournament a little bit for the ECU women, which will play tonight, 9 o'clock, in the conference tournament. Coming up on today's show on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, 1250, 930, PR927FM.com. We're on YouTube, Facebook. Got a lot of guests to get to, including Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy. He's been calling conference tournament games. He'll join us to get you ready for all the madness. We'll talk about uh, the conference tournaments going on who he likes to make a run in the ncaa tournament and everything in between with mac mccarthy coming up in hour number one hour two rob maloney will join us coach maloney has been on the call for some ecu women's basketball this year along with scott rogers so we'll talk about the pirates taking on tulane tonight and uh, talk high school hoops and a whole lot more with Coach Rob Maloney, who will join us in hour number two. Mike Mullis was on the call for some ESPN Plus ECU baseball over the weekend. We'll talk Pirate Baseball and more with Mully coming up in hour number two as ECU gets set to take on Queens tonight at 6 o'clock in Kannapolis. And in hour three, Bryce Williams will look back at the NFL Combine, look over Keaton Mitchell's numbers and uh, talk about that and more. C.J. Johnson banged up, unable to participate in the drills, but was able to go out there and meet with teams. So we'll talk about that and more. We'll play a game or two with Bryce Williams in hour number three of today's show. We got Chandler Honeycutt with the camera in my face. I wish he'd get it out of my face. Shirley Rhodes is here. And Jonathan Ellerby is to my left. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clipper? How are you doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Did you guys do your homework for today's segment? Um, Does that answer your question? Mine's nice and typed. Does that answer your question? I didn't have a question. I have an answer. Well, you just get you shoved it in my face. <laughs> well, he's in my face. I'm gonna yeah. get in your face. I bet you Chandler did. Hey, did you do over. your homework there, camera boy? Nope. Didn't do a darn thing. Did not do a darn thing. All you're thing. good for is holding a camera in somebody's face. Yep. Yep. Well, that was a uh, that was kind of like a game of like what Uno or something where you can maybe draw four. <laughs> I mean, he slammed it in my face. Well, I did my homework, Ellerby. We will talk uh, about that in a moment. But first, we've got uh, some updating to do. A shocker in fort worth number one south florida has gone down in the aac women's basketball tournament this is a team that is going to make it 
uh, as an at-large in the NCAA tournament. They don't need to win the tournament. They were slated as a seven seed. This will drop them back a few spots. But they were the overwhelming favorite to just kind of sleepwalk through this tournament and win. They only lost one conference game all year. They lose today to the eight seed, Wichita State. So what does that mean? It means there's going to be two AAC teams that make the NCAA tournament. Why not East Carolina? The Pirates are the three seed in this tournament. They'll take on Tulane tonight at 9 o'clock. And I looked it up. All ECU has to do. All they have to do. Is beat teams they've already beaten this year. Outside of SMU. They only played them once. They lost to the Mustangs by one. Everybody else in this tournament, on their side of the bracket and on the other side, East Carolina has beaten once or twice already this year, Ellerby. Are you saying there's a chance? I'm saying they had a path to the tournament before. That path has now been... They've uh, they've cut the grass and everything on the sides. They've expanded the the highway. They're on a four-lane highway right now. Now that uh, Wichita helped slay the Bulls, the Pirates' path to dancing is a lot better. It's wide open, Ellerby. They got a real chance. Are you so, willing to call it right now? No. You know how it is when we have nice things here. They come crashing down. All right. They're going to lose the night, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, though. I mean, this is – and, and Shirley said this should motivate ECU more, uh, no doubt. It also motivates every other team in this league even more because uh, now a lot of these teams went there to Fort Worth, and they're saying, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to make a run. Now they're saying we have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. The big bad bulls are gone. So just kind of opens things. It's kind of, you know, what if Houston loses their first game? And well, that would be to maybe ECU if that were to happen because Houston gets a bye. But when these one seeds go down, it just it makes things a lot more interesting. I wonder when's the last time or if a one seed in the women's tournament's never won it because it's been UConn for so long and they right. never lost. It's never happened. It's, and as a matter of fact, Florida this is the first that. time in AAC history on the women's side that a one seed has gone down. So History. History. You're part of history. All right, so that's coming up tonight, 9 o'clock. Also, we got ECU baseball coming up against Queens at 6 o'clock. We will talk uh, to Scooter tomorrow, Scott Rogers on the show. Also, Michael Perry going to join us live from Fort Worth to talk about uh the pirates taking on the now i'm blank because i'm i'm in women's mode Elon. they'll be taking no the uh the basketball game coming up on thursday we'll south have florida. A watch along for you when they take on the bulls of south florida so looking forward to that all right lrb anything else before we get to our homework assignment no, i got my homework i'm ready to give my answers i, I knew i came prepared i knew you'd be ready chandler you're gonna be a part of chandler, this i bet you chandler didn't even know what his homework was chandler what was your homework <laughs> First of all, we may have to let Coach Mack take over for Chandler and just do his homework for him. Coach Mack, you, by the way, you can come on in the You want to come on in and participate? You might be. I think Coach Mack can grab some great wisdom to this, uh, this next conversation. All right, Chandler, what was the assignment? It was notable alumni. Yeah, bet, close enough. Yeah, best football player from each school on ECU's football schedule. Did you think about it at all during the week? No, but as we go along, I can participate. Oh, right. great. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those guys. I, that's okay. what I always used to say when I used to miss my homework assignments in school. I'll say, hey, I just give you the answers as we go over it. 
Uh, Coach Mac McCarthy joining us on the show. Scheduled to appear next segment. This is like a bonus. This, this is a little is. appetizer. We'll talk some hoops next segment, but uh, Coach Mack will join us to talk a little football now. How you doing, Coach? I love football. This All is, right. This is Free Mac right here. What's That's up? Right. How are you? Free basketball, free baseball, free Mac. Free Mac. Yes. All right, uh, Ellerby. So what we're doing every week, we're going down the schedule. Uh, two weeks ago, we ranked the fight songs of the opponents. Correct. Last week, we ranked the mascots. Today, we will rank best football player at each school and we're doing this this is going to be difficult for a lot of these schools we're playing a lot of young programs should we run down the list of who we think the best player is first and then rank them that's fine but we are ranking these for only when they were at in college correct okay for the most i mean for their college accolades all right but some of them are tough because i really exactly all right we'll, well talk about it let's together. get to it all right I mean, so i'm sure chandler chandler's got nothing but never mind let's go ahead. <laughs> week one the pirates take on the michigan wolverines the, yeah. be, the best player while at michigan was charles woodson Desmond desmond howard charles woodson coach mack charles woodson <laughs> he won the heisman played both ways desmond won the heisman did you see who Desmond picked for the Final Four this year? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> took him down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> that, did, that was we're talking about why he was at Michigan. <laughs> that, uh, Charles Woodson, amazing. He won the uh, Heisman over Peyton Manning. I know. I had Charles Woodson or Desmond Howard. Yeah, I got both of them. I mean, do we even mention Brady? Or see, you're no. bypassing this because he didn't have a great Michigan career. Did you have Elvis Elvis Gerbach on your list? <laughs> I did not. I do remember him uh, in the NFL. I mean, they've had a ton of guys. Braylon Edwards. They've had a lot of receivers, a lot of running backs. Tony T- Dunn, Bianca Batuka. Tim Bianca Batuka mm-hmm. was a great one. Coach Mack, any other Michigan greats? Charles Woodson. Yeah, oh, there you go. There you go. He's sticking right. to the script. Week two. Chandler, anything to add, by the way? Charles Woodson. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> way to go. Original idea. Week two, Marshall and... Uh, Randy Moss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's Chad Pennington, Byron Leftwich, Troy Brown, but... Troy Brown, uh, Patriots, Troy Brown? Yeah. Didn't know he went there. I had a Mod Bradshaw as a notable. But Randy Moss is... is you can't beat Randy. You get yeah. lost. Yeah, and of course, he had the great NFL career, but he has a college highlight. No, he, do- he dominated stuff. That, that more. I mean, yeah. they, the, his whole... 30 for 30 was his Marshall time. A lot yeah. of this domination. Although they were in the Southern Conference. Well, still, still, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. He could have been great if he'd gone to Florida State or Notre Dame. There were, there were some good matchups between him yeah. and uh, Terrell Owens. Yeah. At oh, same, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chandler, anything to add? Randy Moss. Yep. App State. Uh, Dexter Coakley. Dexter Coakley, Ellerby, is on my list. You have him not number one? I, I These are my talking points discussion. Dexter Coakley, and I remember him with the Cowboys. He was a good linebacker. have no clue what he did in college. Armani Edwards was the other I had on the list. Yeah, he was in my second list. But Dexter Coakley is your official number one? Okay, Coach, I, I'll ride any, with any that. App State's greatest football player? I, I thought it was Armani Edwards for what he did in college. Yeah. He was great. Put him on the map. But Coakley was obviously really great and then got drafted. Well, hold on, hold on. So, what exactly? Go over his college days, Ellerby. What? Well, he was a linebacker at App State. Uh, Okay, he he made a lot of great tackles. (laughs) All right, during during his time. Uh, There's this one time when he blitzed. uh, (laughs) It was breathtaking. So, all right, Dexter Coakley. All right, I'm glad you had that. We need maybe we need a real App fan to settle this. Who's the greatest player in App history? Who's the greatest App fan? 
I don't know. Chime in. <laughs> find out. Find us an app. I, I will. I will text their you, radio football guy right now. Oh, and right. get a definitive answer. Ask who the greatest app. This is why I coach Max on the show. He's got contacts. Yes, absolutely. He knows who to ask and what to ask. Hey, you're hired every day, Coach Mac. <laughs> All right, uh, Gardner Webb. Gabe Wilkins. Yep, that was the only one. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Was a short and deep research. Yeah, Gabe Wilkins. I do remember him as a Green Bay Packer. Uh, I had no clue what he did in college, but won a Super Bowl with the Packers. Uh, Chandler, let's go to the Wilkins file. Give us an update. What do you think, Gabe? Big oh, Gabe. Gabe, man, he was uh, one hell of a football player at, for Gardner Webb. All right. Well, we all agree then. Yeah. Any Gardner Webb thoughts there, Coach? Before we move on, do you know any Gardner Webb people? Can you, you text Tim Crowder? Carter Skillmore. <laughs> Went to Gardner Webb. Yeah. Oh wow. Say right. that again. Our, our I, skill. When we do our NBA, our basketball. Uh, okay. Uh, I saw. I didn't think he was. A and John player. Drew, two great NBA players. Nice. There you go. All right, Rice Ellerby. Mm. I went Jarrett Dillard, the wide receiver. I, I remember. He had a great him. game against East Carolina. I remember him. He's not and, on my list. And he he did go to the NFL. Not that that matters on this list. But who else you got? All right. So I want to go with the Redskin, Daryl Grant. Other options are Tommy Kramer, who I kept getting mixed up with Eric Kramer, mm. both quarterbacks with K Kramer names. But Eric Kramer went to NC State. Uh, Vance McDonald, Luke Wilson most recently. Bryce Williams remembered Luke Wilson Luke from Wilson. his playing days at Rice. Mm. And Wedding Crashers. Um, I have my answer. But <laughs> Daryl Grant. Coach Mack, don't laugh at jokes like that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. All right. That was good. Daryl Grant had the uh, pick six in the NFC Championship game against Dallas. What's that have to do about playing football at Rice? What is it? You don't know what? anything about Dexter Coakley we, at App State? I, well, You're going to argue with me? I can pull up Jarrett Dillard's stats that game that we lost, and he, he was a dominant wide receiver. I'm going Daryl Grant. All right. Coach back any rice thoughts? No. What's your favorite? I don't have any rice thoughts, but I will say from the official source, Adam Witten. Yeah. Okay. Armani Edwards. There you yes. Coakley has been surpassed. Are they going to kick him out of the Hall of Fame now? <laughs> <laughs> I have an answer for rice. All right. Chris Boswell, kicker for the Steelers. Ooh. Okay. What was his college career like there, Chandler? It was awesome. He's, I mean, NFL worthy. All right. There we go. <laughs> Uh, SMU, no discussion. Well, the only thing that, that brings up discussion, which I'll have to ask Coach Mack, I mean, I, Erica Dickerson is obviously hands down, but they do have a guy named Doak Walker that played at SMU, and he has an award yeah. named after him. So, like, I don't, that predates me, but like, when they have the Doak Walker Award every year, does that, is that Trump Eric Dickerson? I saw him live. It's definitely Doak Walker. Doe. Clipper, who did you have? Was that a joke? Or? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow. That was a good one. That was a good one. And you have such a great delivery. I never know, Coach. Yes. Um, all right. I'm Eric Dickerson, Doug Walker. Uh, I mean, I saw Dickerson. So, well, not in college. I saw him in the pros with the uh, Jerry Curl and the Goggles. Was Had a good Rams or Colts? Number 29. Um, I'm thinking Colts. Was that his second team? Yeah. You don't remember what the Rams? LRB, I, I'm sorry. I'm not old enough. I apologize. I mean, blame my parents, not me. All right, Charlotte, young program. I went with Alex Highsmith. Yeah, that was the only one I came up with. <laughs> Current Steeler. Led the NFL in forced fumbles last season. Can I give an What's answer cool? for USC SMU? Charlotte? Oh. Yeah. What you got, Chan? Emmanuel Sanders. For SMU? Yeah. Oh, okay. We've moved on to Charlotte. I know, but oh, okay. I, I didn't get a chance to say my answer. How about the um, most recent guy, Prochet? Prochet. He was really good. 
All right. Are you, you on tape delay in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all didn't give me a chance to answer for SMU. Uh. Hey, I might have not done my homework, but I still want to participate. All right. Uh, Charlotte, Alex Highsmith, they don't have a rich history there. UTSA, I went with Marcus Davenport. Yep. First round pick by the Saints in 2018. He had, he had to be good in college if he was a first round pick. Not a big history there no. with UTSA. Tulane, who you got, Ellerby? Matt Forte. Yeah. Over yeah. 4,000 yards rushing. He was a one man show for some pretty bad Tulane teams. Any thoughts, coach? Did we uh, miss? Did, did, you didn't want to jump in on the UTSA or. No, I, it's interesting that UTSA will be. <laughs> East Carolina's had a lot of people. Yes. We, we need to go over the roster of people that they have been in a league with. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it is getting really expansive. There's a lot of new marriages around here. <laughs> and changes. they are actually a good football program. Really they good. play in the old uh, Alamo Dome. It'll mm-hmm. be cool to see ECU play in a game there. They really won good. like 11 or 12 games last year. Top 25 program. Two years in a row. All right. FAU. Is it my guy, Alfred Morris? Yep. That's who I had. All right. Trey Hendrickson is really good for the Bengals currently. Don't know him. And Devin Singletary, of course, is a bill. But Alfred Morris. Um, Over 3,500 yards rushing. Yeah. Well, Great guy. Loved Alfred Morris, mm-hmm. especially that 2012 year. Um, we're going to argue about Navy. Who do you have? You don't have stallback number one? Keenan Reynolds. Well, see, record breaker. I, see, my my number two was uh, Napoleon McCallan. Do you remember him, Coach? Oh, I know. He had a horrible injury. Uh, NCAA record over seven thousand career all-purpose yards. Well, yeah, you all, you all. I mean, you haven't even said where you said Stallback, but uh, yeah, you know, they Stallback was my one. But he they was also my had a number. They also had another Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Bellino, a running back. Was that when Doak Walker played? <laughs> Did you watch it? <laughs> after Doak Walker. <laughs> a little after Doak Walker. Tell us had, about leather helmets. They had, they, had two, uh, they had two Heisman Trophy winners in the modern helmet era. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ellerby, my argument is, A, you never saw Stallback play in college. No, but, I did. Uh, but his accolades. B, Keenan Reynolds uh, set the record for most touchdowns and most rushing yards by a quarterback. In a fake offense. Wait, what did Stallback play in? He played in the old school offense, obviously. But, but, Roger, mean, Dodger was a Heisman Trophy winner, and 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 of course we're not ta- we're not talking about what they did in the pros, but Heisman Trophy winner trumps everything. All right, I've been trumped. Well, I mean, I'm fired. Char- Charles Woodson jumped Desmond Howard. They he both won a Heisman. Big, Charles Woodson big, jumped in because he was better and played he, both sides. Because he played both sides. So, so, but so I'm just saying. So Roger Stallback beats. Keenan Reynolds. Did Stallback play safety and I'm not aware of it? What do you mean? No, I'm fine. I'm, okay, Stallback, whatever. Stallback played like Admiral in the Navy afterwards or something. <laughs> and Tulsa. Well, Steve Largent. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he did in college, but Steve Largent would be. They had uh, also Drew Pearson, big name, and another former Redskin, Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt, who uh, really uh, made Kurt Warner who he is today by running his head into the... Uh, <laughs> Into the uh, that's how he got hurt, and that's how Kurt Warner came into play. Do you remember no. that? No, you don't remember that because that's incorrect. Gus Farad did that with the Redskins. Trent Green was the quarterback that ah, got hurt. From Kurt I was Warner. thinking it was thinking it was Gus Farad. No, for some reason. Sorry, not it's all right. Sorry, I apologize. Any Redskins related trivia, especially stuff that ends up stupid like that, I I know I've got <laughs> you, you, you know because you weren't wasting brain cells on playoffs and Super Bowls. Exactly. <laughs> Gus Farad injured himself with the headbutt on Sunday Night Football 
Washington would have made the playoffs that year if they'd have won that game. Instead, they tied with the Giants because in overtime, Michael Westbrook caught a pass on the sidelines. They caught it out of bounds. He took his helmet off and slammed it. 15-yard penalty. They missed a field goal. I wish Chandler would talk 1997. That is good stuff right there. It's not good, but I do remember it all. You okay? No. You need to go see your therapist? Yes. (laughs) Do they have just like football therapists? Like, yeah. the concentrate only it's, on... It's you and Billy Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. Well, so, we got to rank, uh, okay. if, you, if you're drafting, who, who's, the, who's the greatest college player from alum? All right, this is going to be controversial. Because you're taking Keenan Reynolds? Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time, but the best receiver I ever saw play was Randy Moss. I know you're going to go with uh, Dickerson or Stallback, but... Randy Moss. Yeah, I I, I kind of lean towards Dickerson. As if I'm picking the list here, if you are drafting, what do you got, Coach Mack? I'm I'm, st- I'm staying with Woodson. Woodson? Yeah. Woodson over Moss and Dickerson? Yes, I am. Really? We got a we got a Chandler. Did Woodson do any in? returning as well? Did he punt return at all? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to Eric Dickerson. Who? Two to one one. Tough. What, what, who would be your number two? Uh, Randy Moss. So I'll go Moss, Dickerson, Woodson. It's like a yeah. I'm 1A, going one. I'm going Dickerson, Moss, Woodson. All right, homework complete. No wrong answer. Who's the worst? <laughs> who's who's, who's Mister? No, let's not call him the worst. Let's call him Mister Irrelevant in this in this game. Alex Highsmith, not Gabe Wilkins. Nah, he won a Super Bowl. All right. We'll give him uh, some credit for that. What do you uh, think of this game, Coach? Pretty interesting. A lot of fun. <laughs> no, no, a lot. no, this is really good. I mean, this. I, th- I think this is great for the fans because, it's, you know, it gets them thinking about the different teams that we're going to be playing and, and their history. And albeit or lack thereof. Yeah, albeit <laughs> yeah. it's really short for some of them. But I, I think it's really good. I, I, I love this idea. Uh, Whose cool, idea was it? Real quick, Chandler, greatest ECU player. Greatest ECU. If we're player? doing this list, for, if we are added ECU, who would you put? Robert Jones. Clipper. Greatest. This, if Man. you were doing, if East Carolina was on this list, who would you put? I mean, Dwayne Harris is always my answer for everything. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going Robert Jones as well, Coach. Well, you all have to do Robert Jones because he comes in here. <laughs> He's right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Robert, Robert how are you? <laughs> Tony Collins comes in more than him. Yeah, that is that is true. But uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, would it be like Blake? Would it be a quarterback, Gerard, Chris Johnson? I mean, Jones and Johnson are your Chris two Johnson first, had the greatest your two, seasons. Are your two first rounders? But I think overall, play by play, I would think Robert Jones was the biggest impact. That yeah, linebacking. Well, you all saw him in person, so yes. I'm going to defer. I mean, you got Robert Jones who won three Super Bowls, and then you got Chris Johnson who ran for two thousand yards. So. They're and not, again, we're doing college only, right? Yeah, I know you're throwing out stats. They're not on the list, but if Virginia Tech were on the list, who's the greatest hokey of all time, Coach? Uh, that's pretty easy, Bruce Smith. Uh, Number two, Vic. All right. I'm assuming Smith was as dominant in college as he was in the pros. He was. Yeah, he was. All right. Uh, Coach Mack. Some schools are real easy. Like that, I mean, Bruce Smith was real easy. <laughs> Pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just like, you don't have to think about it. Although, you know, you would uh, diff- generationally, you'll get a different answer. You, I mean, there, there'll be a lot of people would go straight with Vic. And, and How about post Vic? 
Hmm. Has there been a dominant Tyrod? Yeah, Tyrod Taylor was awfully good. He was good. And, yeah, and they had a few running backs post fix. Oh man, I loved Ryan Williams, but he got hurt in his first preseason game yeah. and uh, never panned out. Yeah, David Wilson was the same way. Oh yeah, he was great. Would have been a great giant if he didn't get hurt. All right, let's uh, LRB. Anything else? No, I'm good. Want to talk some hoops with Coach Mack? Yeah, let's do. Let's do it. I'm right. getting out of here, and you and Mac can take over. All right. What are you doing? Why are you bailing? I. Am I going to take this personally, or I hope not? Okay. Oh, you said you didn't want Troy here, not Ellerby. I, <laughs> oh, okay, you, Ellerby can stay. Yeah, Ellerby. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Mac McCarthy will join us. We'll let you know what's going on He's right still here. now. Yeah, well, we'll join us. That that was like football. That was extra Mac. I mean, real Mac will join us next. Oh. Yeah. Return of the Mac. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Uh, we will be back. We'll let you know what's going on right now in conference tournament games and more on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back brown and wood is your home of the best selection of gmc cadillac buick and mazda in eastern north carolina since 1937 shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on greenville boulevard brown and wood green number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live here on a tuesday it is awesome to have coach mac mccarthy with us to talk some basketball as we get ready for the ncaa tournament which you can hear beginning next thursday friday we'll have the first four tuesday wednesday next week as well but wall-to-wall coverage coming up next thursday friday saturday sunday right here on pirate radio excited for that before that we got the conference tournaments and east carolina women will play tonight at nine o'clock against tulane the men 12 30 coming up on thursday against south florida chandler and i will be here and maybe others thursday at 12 30 so uh join us as we watch the game and you can be a part of that show we'll have some giveaways and stuff for you and if the women make it to the championship we're going to do a double header thursday night nine o'clock we'll be back here in the studio trying to get uh the women to the ncaa tournament they got some work to do before them but the path has certainly widened for them to do so after usf goes down in uh shocking fashion today to wichita state all right coach mack uh first of all tell us uh, i know you've been busy calling games uh, all season long and this postseason so tell us uh what what was your uh, conference tournament schedule this year uh actually i only had the colonial i had uh round one and the quarterfinals of the colonial worked with dave ryan from cbs sports which was a lot of fun and uh had uh, four games two saturday two sunday had one overtime game and three blowouts so we had a lot of time to bs and talk about other things other than just the the game itself which uh is always a little hard on tv but uh uh i still love doing the games in my regular season 
season was all almost all women. I did a ton of games in Blacksburg for Virginia Tech, who ended up winning the ACC tournament and will probably be a one seed, at worst a two seed, and they'll host in the NCAA tournament, which will be good. And uh, I did a bunch of games in Charlottesville, and uh, Coach Mox, Coach uh, Guga Hamilton, Thank goodness we just call her Coach Mox, but uh, the uh, uh, they had, they completely turned their program around. They won five games a year ago, won their first twelve this year, um, and and were kind of in contention for maybe an at large bid until the last uh, couple weeks. They had a couple injuries that uh, really set them back. They had a great transfer from UConn who uh, who got hurt and missed the end of the season. So uh, I had a lot of fun games to do and uh, started picking up a little radio. Started doing radio. Uh, for the Virginia Tech women uh, on the road at Duke and at NC State and at North Carolina, and I will be going to the NCAA with the Virginia Tech women doing the color for their radio station. Awesome. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. On the women's side, I looked at the odds today. South Carolina, uh, overwhelming favorite to win it. I think Stanford, second best odds. How open is the NCAA tournament, in your opinion, Coach? Is it South Carolina and everybody else, or do, do a lot of teams have a shot at it? No, it's South Carolina and everybody else. I mean, anything can happen but they've got everything covered they've got depth they've got size they've got good coaching they you know they have the complete package they're athletic enough and they defend well enough the the night they don't score the ball well they can still win and uh I, you know stanford has a chance they've got enough size and enough experience that they might they might have the best chance uh anybody else would have to have one of those nights where they just make everything and those are possible we see it happen in the tournament but uh, I, I think, honestly speaking, I, I think it's South Carolina versus the field. Kim McNeil's Pirates, 20-win uh, season coach. They play tonight at 9 o'clock in the AAC tournament. And trying to get to some postseason basketball might have a shot, even if they don't win the AAC tournament, to maybe play in the WNIT. But, man, a fantastic season for the women's team. Yeah, that, you know, it was fun to watch them play. I, I caught them a little bit. Uh, caught them practice a couple times. Uh, and, uh, yeah, what a, what a great year. They uh, they play a style of defense that no one else does. And, they you know, it's a, it's a little contrived zone, and they can take things away. They can be really aggressive out of it. They can be a little more passive out of it they can take good players out of it uh, it's it's really unique enough that it's a it's a special preparation all into itself and um i don't really know where she got that idea she one of the places she was an assistant for kenny brooks the virginia tech head coach at jmu and he doesn't run anything like that and i've i've honestly never seen anything quite like it uh, has a little bit of uh maybe back in the old temple days uh when when they were playing the matchup zone but but it's even different than that so yeah it's a great thing and you know kenny brooks has one assistant who's already punched his ticket an assistant uh sean poppy at, uh, at ut chattanooga they won the women's tournament in the southern <clears throat> conference and uh i am sure he'll be paying close attention and pulling for kim to pull this out uh in the american looking forward to uh women's hoops tonight speaking of chattanooga they lost last night the paladins of Furman, painted it purple and I went back, I texted with Cy Seymour and asked him when Jeff Charles was calling games at Furman. And he said uh, it was in the 70s, their last tournament appearance. 
came in 1980. So around that time when Jeff Charles uh, coined the phrase painted purple, um, Furman went to the tournament in 1980. They're going back this year. And that was a great game last night, uh, Coach Mack. Yeah, it was. And they met in the in the finals last year in, in a great game. And uh, Furman was favored. Chattanooga ended up uh, winning it on a, a 35-foot shot. Uh, uh, you know, so this was a little payback for Furman. Uh, you know, it was always crazy in Chattanooga. Two of my, two of my best friends in Chattanooga are Furman guys. And uh, it was always a little bit personal when we played the Purple. Uh, preppy guys and uh, <laughs> we uh, we were we went 22 and one in 12 years against them wow. so uh, I continually had bragging rights right there but uh, yeah I, they were both texting me last night as they were beating Chattanooga and uh, you know Chattanooga was a crazy story uh, their, their coach came from VMI he brought several players from VMI including uh, the big guy Jake Stevens a seven footer if yeah. you didn't happen to see the game or hear about him but he's a seven footer who can shoot the daylights out of the three and is a really good player from some small town in in West Virginia had no Division One offers, and now he will get probably drafted uh, by the NBA. And uh, he he missed uh, a dozen games or so in the middle of the schedule, and they fell all the way to the seventh seed or something like that. But he got back for the tournament and uh, and played very effectively. He had twenty plus points, ten plus rebounds in every single game, I think. And uh, uh, they hung in there for a while. But Furman uh, had the best team, and they've had the best team for the last couple of years in Southern, and they finally make it to. The Southern. And I, that's interesting about Jeff. I, I don't know that he did the painted purple at Furman, but he very well could have. Yeah, that's and, where he uh, came I, up. I, I, I did not know that history. I thought it was from here, and I, I should have put two and two together. And I'm also not sure that he wasn't there till 80. But, uh, but, I, think I, but, I, I, but I looked it up. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I'm not positive. I uh, Again, I can text somebody. Yeah, find see if find <laughs> but he called games at Illinois, of course, at Virginia Tech. He talked yeah. about uh, his tournament games he called there. Uh, I believe in the Dale Curry days, coach uh, at Virginia Tech. So yes, he, he did. He yeah, called, he was. Uh, yeah, he had. He, he was at Virginia Tech when they had some really good teams. Uh, coach Mack uh, has taken five teams to the NCAA tournament with Chattanooga and uh, one team to a Sweet Sixteen. And it's always too. I always think you you coach Terrell Owens and Charles Barkley, and I'm just wondering, did you make them crazy or did they make you crazy or how did that all? No, that's out? a good question. You know, I coached two of the <laughs> craziest people in, in in the history of uh, sports in general, yeah. and I, and I don't know whether it was a cause and effect in either direction, but uh, uh, they, they were they both were challenging uh, and they both were fun and uh, and and they have uh, and both who I, I probably was pretty rough on both of them they they have both eventually become really really good friends <laughs> was uh, how coachable was a young barkley back then not at all yeah not at all i uh, guess the same as he's always been he I was coachable imagine. during the games you yeah. know practice not so much he had he kind of he could have done the alan alan iverson thing uh, you know, back in the day <laughs> Talking but, about uh, practice. and uh and obviously academically he wasn't too motivated but uh yeah i've told the story before we 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 literally had gene and i re- literally had to sell our house and move into the dorm uh to walk barkley to class every single day which is <laughs> which he didn't enjoy it any more than i did uh david says what is coach matt mccarthy doing wearing a virginia tech shirt on pirate radio 
How dare you, Coach? Uh, they're paying the bills. <laughs> Pirate Radio I might get a gift certificate. It might not. You, you never know. Hey, David, if you send him some money, he'll wear a David Hackney shirt. You betcha. Yeah, he'll put your face right on his uh, chest there. <laughs> I've got I've got better connections at Virginia Tech now. Our, our equipment manager at Virginia Tech is uh, Eric Lewis, who used to oh, be the yeah. equipment manager here at East Carolina, and uh, and he hooks me up. So, you know, I've got two rules when, it's, uh, when, it, when it comes to clothing. It's got to be free, and it's got to fit, and it does. <laughs> And it doesn't have to fit that good. <laughs> the two Fs, free and fit, and Coach Max on it. Uh, earlier today in hoops, Richmond beat UMass, and when I say beat, 71-38, to that score in the A-10 first round. And uh, going on right now, it is St. Joe's over Loyola Chicago, 66-58. to uh, those scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. And in the ACC tournament, Florida State uh, is beating Georgia Tech 45-38, 9-37 left to go. The Richmond score is interesting. Uh, their head coach uh, is missing. Uh, he had an aneurysm, I think, uh, in his maybe aorta, I'm not sure, but had surgery about uh, three weeks ago mm. and uh, is recovering, doing great. Chris Mooney. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, they kind of struggled down the stretch a little bit. So that was a That's a big win for the spiders and of course they were the surprise winners of the a10 tournament last year speaking of uh spiders we'll talk to uh, i was texting earlier with michael perry he will join us coming up and uh i don't i was a little too young he was a great player right in his day oh, right coach. Yeah, he was better than that <laughs> yeah uh great player there at uh at richmond we'll talk to coach perry live from uh fort worth really enjoyed and i don't know if you've had a chance to hear him at all but uh man he's uh he's doing a great job on the call we've enjoyed having chats with him he is uh, a wealth of basketball knowledge so looking forward to catching up with him what do you think about the american tournament it is houston and everybody else coaches anybody have a chance to top the cougars I don't think so, but I also didn't think anybody could beat UCF on the women's side, too. So, uh, clearly, I was wrong about that. Uh, Houston just, I mean, they just get after you. And, uh, and you know, you worry about their offense just a little bit, but they've got so many guys individually in these close games. they got guys who can go get their shots from Sasser to the freshman on the wing. They they uh, they have a lot of weapons. They, they You know, I don't see anybody else beating them. Yeah, my dad made a comment when we were at the game the other night that uh, they don't care who scores they're just one of those teams that share it and and it's uh it's frustrating to watch when it's against you but it's fun to watch if you uh if you're rooting for the cougars that's for sure how about the acc and when we say this is a down acc is that because carolina's down and duke's kind of down or is that a legitimate no it's a down it's a down acc and it's more down acc because of the bottom you know and while there aren't any national contenders uh, which is very unusual for the acc uh, there are there are a number of good teams but there are a number of bad teams louisville florida state hasn't been this bad florida state hasn't been very good georgia tech is terrible notre dame went through a stretch that was bad boston college was playing bad early but they got some kids healthy and started playing a little bit better but uh there are some there's some really uh generationally bad acc teams yeah, this year that that are normally good chandler and i have a soft spot for the u and uh jim laranaga's team they are i believe the favorite up there with virginia to win it yeah. uh do you think they you know how far 
will an ACC team go this year? What, what's the furthest you, you have them? I, I mean, if they make it to the second weekend, they've done pretty well. But yeah. Miami probably has the best chance because they've got great guards. Duke has the most talent, and they do play defense, uh, and they've been playing better recently. Virginia can always win because of the way they guard. But if one if somebody outside those three win the tournament, I'd be surprised. The other two that I might mention would be Pitt and NC State just because uh, they can be explosive and they're so athletic. But uh, uh, I, I'd take uh, I'd take Duke, Miami, and uh, Virginia against the field if, if somebody wanted to do that. Uh, Coach, for folks that only follow at this time of year wondering who's the best conference in college basketball with the Big 12, it's yeah. going to get just about everybody in the yeah. tournament, and they have legit title contenders in Kansas who won it last year. Texas is up there. Baylor won a few years ago, and you've got others that are really, really good as well. Is that yeah, the, That's the best conference? The Big Ten may have more teams in the NCAA, but the Big 12 is the best conference. Uh, the Big 12 has more people who could possibly reach the Final Four than anybody. Baylor could make it. Kansas could make it. Texas could definitely make it. I'm not so sure that Kansas State could make it. Uh, uh, Iowa State, I'm not sure. They had a little dip there, but they did come back at the end. But there, TCU, there's not, there's not a bad a- team oh tcu is playing really well yeah they um they just they don't have any i mean oklahoma who is probably the they might be the worst team. Oklahoma and Texas Alabama, Tech are at the bottom. Beat Alabama by 25 or 30 <laughs> in yeah. the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Yeah. How about the SEC? I, I like what uh, Eric Musselman was doing at Arkansas. They've kind of taken a step back this year. I think they'll be in the tournament. Yeah. But uh, how about the SEC? Even like Vanderbilt, Jerry Stackhouse has them playing good basketball. And it's interesting. You mentioned the ACC so is looked at as bad because the team's at the bottom – these teams at the bottom of these other conferences we're talking about are, are pretty good solid teams so it strengthens everything but how about the sec this year yeah and, and they've had some bad teams too georgia is not a good basketball yeah. team uh, south carolina is a bad yeah. basketball team um and some other teams have played bad v- vanderbilt i, I kind of wrote them off midway through and, the, and they've bounced back and stackhouse was the coach of the year local product and uh, uh but alabama is by far the most talented team in the league uh tennessee is not very far behind but they have some inexplicable uh um, offensive uh, lapses if you will so uh auburn's not nearly as good as they have been and florida's not very good uh kentucky is playing better they 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 are a team they have probably three or four teams that could make the second weekend mac mccarthy joining us can you hang out one more segment sure all right let's do that we will talk more college basketball with you maybe a little nascar as well while we got you here mac mccarthy on a tuesday edition of pirate radio live we'll be back with more after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
Back with you, Matt McCarthy, joining us here to wrap up our number one of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to Rob Maloney. He has been on the call for some ECU women's basketball this season, and we'll talk about the Pirates taking on Tulane tonight, uh, men's hoops, high school hoops, and more. Uh, Mike Mullis is going to join us. He was on ESPN Plus uh, over the weekend calling some Pirate baseball. We'll talk ECU baseball as they take on Queens tonight in Kannapolis, and former ECU tight end Bryce Williams joined us. Uh, will join us coming up in the five o'clock hour all right uh coach mac we got a couple minutes left um i have a future out for uh, a team that i'm i'm saying is cutting down the nets this year and tell me the pros and cons of the ucla bruins with jaime hothkes and uh uh, Tiger Campbell and Mick Cronin in that group. What do you think? Well, the, the pros are that they guard, and they have a lot of people who went through this and have been through this. They're a very experienced team. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, it would be easy to make the case for them to be the fourth number one. I, I don't know that they really are, but I think they'll probably end up being named the fourth number one seed, which will give them a, a favorable bracket, although there's not a lot of difference between the one and the two in terms of their, you know, their path to the, uh, to the you know, advancing. Uh, the, the negative would be there's only one other really good team in their league they haven't played they haven't played really a quad one caliber game in in over a month mm-hmm. uh other than arizona uh and i i don't know if that hurts you or not i mean I, you could say the same thing about houston though i was you gonna know. say yeah so are you taking a team like kansas or bama or somebody before houston or ucla I, you know, I, I like Houston so much, and I like what Kelvin Sampson does so much that that I'm not. Okay. But but you know, I can make the case for doing that yeah. because they really, they honestly have not been tested. Now they still have enough talent to, to do it anyway. But uh, I, I'm not quite on the UCLA bandwagon bandwagon just because I don't think they've been very tested. Although I I think Mick Cronin does get an awful lot. I, I thought his I thought his BS you know about being the number number one seed and the conspiracy against them because they're leaving the league and all this stuff made no sense I at all see that. uh it was ridiculous he went on this poor this ucla rant, right this yeah this <laughs> this rant about somehow they were being held back and and not being considered because they were leaving to go to the big 10 it made no sense whatsoever but you play whatever cards you have to play to get your team ready but i'm not on your i'm not on your wagon there <laughs> all right fair enough uh kind of the gonzaga argument and speaking of which they have uh kind of quietly put themselves in a spot where they're going to be what a two or three seed probably they play saint mary's tonight great game there rubber match between those two teams but that's the thing with gonzaga they've been a one seed a lot they just they hadn't been tested during the year and they end up falling now they've made trips to the championship to the final four all that but uh, but how about this year's Gonzaga team? How about St. Mary's? What about those two teams? Well, I like both of them a lot. That uh, they're they're in the same situation where they don't have a, a ton of competition. BYU is decent. Uh, San Francisco is decent. They, they've you know Marymount's played a little bit better. You know they've had some games where they were tested a little bit. But uh, I, you know, the one thing about Gonzaga is they always test themselves in the non-conference yeah. part of the schedule really well. Uh, so I think that comes back to help them a little bit. And I think Gonzaga might benefit from being under the radar this time i you know that nobody everybody stopped paying attention to them when they lost a few games early um and looked like they might not even win the league so um i am i'm kind of on gonzaga's bandwagon a little bit uh you know because they're under the radar and nobody's shooting for them coach what former pirate goes further in the ncaa tournament this year tristan newton at uconn or jane gardner at virginia 
Ooh, UConn's really good, and Virginia scares me to death. They guard you. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously you have to love Coach Bennett, but uh, how about UConn's roller coaster? They were number one, yeah. lost like six out of seven, yeah. and now they're back up, right? Yeah, they're playing good again. They just got a lot of ability, and uh, and and Virginia for for all their great defense, uh, and for all the honestly, they they've got some really skilled offensive players for the first time, but they still struggle on that end. Which might bite them in the butt. Yeah. Uh, I'm go. I'd go with UConn. And we're talking about you know Danny Hurley at UConn. Tony Bennett's a championship coach. You've mentioned Kelvin Sampson, Mick Cronin, Bill Self won it last year. So what? I don't know what coaches do you trust the most this time of year? And are there are there some you're kind of weary of in a big moment, big game? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard not to trust Bill Self. Uh, you know, with the number of consecutive championships he's won and and uh, his his performance on the big stage when you get to the Final Four and all that. Uh, I, I think he does an awful lot. They really guard you. They have a lot of different things. And and of course he's got Joe Dooley. So what the heck, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, and Kelvin would right be right there with him. You know that Kelvin's team really. Uh, uh, does a good job uh, in terms of uh, you know they always guard they're they always play extremely hard uh, which which will get you by a lot of nights. Mag McCarthy joining us about out of time. It's been a lot of fun. Well, I'll try to track you down again and talk some brackets next week, Coach, if you're available. Yeah, you said we were talking brackets. I said what? I don't know what brackets no, you're talking I, I about. Said, next week I want to go brackets, but if, okay, wanna, this is little again. This is uh, extra Mac. I'm in <laughs> extra Mac, uh, Coach. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, we've lost uh, some legends uh, these last couple of weeks, and the voice Jeff Charles talked about him earlier, and then what a big part he was uh, here at ECU, and then Terry Holland, who was a legend before he got to ECU. He already had legendary status, and then came in as an athletics director, did uh, a lot of wonderful things, as you know, and, and you were a part of, but man, just uh, two huge names, uh, two huge uh, personalities, gentlemen that uh, that we certainly miss. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, Jeff had been here so long, literally was the face and the voice of, uh, of Pirate Athletics. He'd been here through so many great ach- accomplishments and, uh, you know, the painted purple and the whole deal and his involvement in the community in so many different ways. And, and Coach Holland, uh, I, I don't know how many people i've met in my life that that were smarter than him and always a gentleman about everything and uh yeah that uh they both leave leave big holes with all of us uh no matter what your relationship with them was uh uh, that they were special people mag mccarthy joining us we appreciate it coach and uh, we'll track you down next week talk more basketball with you always fun yes sir keep troy out of here <laughs> where are we at uh this week uh, in for the race we in texas or somewhere where are we going uh i think maybe phoenix i need a pick i think it's phoenix who you got phoenix i mean who's who's won the most races at phoenix who's won nine races at phoenix harvick harvick okay harvick it is let's take a break we'll come back when we return hour two of pirate radio live we'll talk to coach rob maloney we'll keep the hoops talk going when we return after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. They say everything is bigger in Texas and a massive upset today in the AAC Women's Tournament. USF goes down. They lost one conference game the entire season for a basic shoe-in to kind of sleepwalk their way through this tournament and win it. Well, they lose to eight-seed Wichita State, so now it is wide open. Everybody uh, has a shot now to make it to the NCAA tournament, including East Carolina, the three-seed, who will take on Tulane coming up tonight at 9 o'clock. Pirates three wins away from the NCAA tournament. Down to the wire we go in the ACC tournament. Georgia Tech has the ball with 20 seconds left. We're tied at 60 and uh, there's a lot of smart folks out there that made a great call on taking the under in this game. And now it's going to go to four overtimes, and the over will probably hit. Uh, but there's your update. Here we go. Well, I'll go ahead and play it out here. Six, five, Georgia Tech with the ball. Nice backdoor cut. They got a dunk. He missed it. And a foul with .2 seconds left. Georgia Tech will have two free throws to try to win it in Greensboro. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. That was not as good of play-by-play as Scott Rogers would have done. And uh, if I had Rob Maloney next to me, he'd be chiming in with some insight right now. Coach Rob Maloney, been doing some... uh, Color work for ECU women's hoops this year. You hear him on DH Conley football broadcast as well. Coach Maloney, great to have you on the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you doing? Fantastic. And I have joined, uh, enjoyed you and Scooter calling a few women's games this year. You do a great job with it. And uh, I know Scott is trying to uh, keep that rolling in the future. So uh, y'all have been doing a great job with that. Well, Scott, you know, he's able to cover a lot of my blemishes. And so uh, he's a great makeup man. He does a wonderful job. And um, you know, I had, a, I had a, it was a joy first year that I haven't coached basketball in quite a long time. Um, but I had a, had a lot of fun being able to follow the Pirates and uh, Coach McNeil and the awesome job that she's done. A 20-win season for this team, Coach, and major development today in Fort Worth with USF winning. And not to put the cart before the horse, this team's got to go one game at a time. But, man, uh, East Carolina and everybody else in the conference right now is saying, wait a minute, why not us? Let's go ahead and and cut these nets down. That was a huge deal today with uh, USF losing. Yes, that's huge, and it's wide open. And and the the league is wide open. And, you know, you just talk about Coach McNeil, preseason pick the you know east carolina finished last and then you come in second place um they're very capable of of making a run here rob maloney joining us coach if they are to make that run what what has to go right for this team the defense the turnover steals are there every game what else do they need to do to to put three wins together to make it to the tournament you know one one thing that that scott rogers will tell you and we saw a lot was is, is critical is being consistently good at the free throw line um you know 
the, the ladies, they showed all year a ton of character. There were a number of games where they were down in the fourth quarter or going into the fourth quarter, and you'd see Coach McNeil bring them into the huddle and kind of rally the troops. The, these ladies, don't they don't back down, and they don't give up. That's, that's the beauty of it. But, you know, there comes a point when you're in these tight games where the small details are, are the greatest difference makers. And you speak of turnovers. And in this particular squad's case, the free throw line, in my opinion, is going to be critical uh, in, in the big games. Uh, they're fun. Like I said, they're fun to watch. Their defense just creates so much on the offensive end. Um, they have nice balance, obviously, with Amaya Joyner on the inside and Danae McNeil and others on the outside. It, it's really hard if you're trying to prepare for East Carolina to take away one thing because there's such balance. They can hurt you on the inside. They can hurt you in the paint. They can definitely hurt you in transition. Their guard play is excellent, and then their perimeter game is really good as well. Rob Maloney talking to me, ECU Women's Hoops, the uh, Pitt County Director of Athletics, Pitt County Schools Director of Athletics, joining us today on the show. And, Coach, I've made this comment that this has been a fun season. It's not over yet. Who knows? You and Scooter could be calling some maybe WNIT uh, <laughs> games, or, or better yet, they could be in the NCAA tournament, but... I feel like, and I hope I'm right here, that this is not a flash in the pan, a one-off. I feel like something's being built here with Coach Kim McNeil, this staff, this roster. Do you kind of get that sense as you watch this team play? Oh, you're you're on the money. You're exactly right. I mean, there's no doubt. There's been a culture shift, and Coach McNeil has, has obviously brought a different level of energy. Um, you can see the camaraderie and the rapport she has with not only the players on the floor, but, but the ladies on the bench as well, they have depth. And and you look and you, you talk about Amaya Joyner, there she is as a freshman, and she was a four-star uh, recruit out of high school. And I know a lot of people, you know, don't get into the stars, but the bottom line is it's been rare that East Carolina ever brings a four-star basketball player uh, in, into ECU, and we've done that now. And Amaya was freshman player of the year. But then there are others. I mean, Bobby Smith is a freshman out of Southeast Raleigh who had big minutes. Jayla Herp, which is a player that I'm very high on out of Hampton, Virginia, played a lot of big minutes, critical minutes for East Carolina, and she's one of those uh, X factors, in my opinion, when she's on the floor. Morgan Mosley, a junior from Maryland, Isis Adams, a sophomore. You're talking about athletes that are going to be back and not only next year but for years to come. So uh, she's doing a wonderful job with the recruiting base. And these young ladies are getting quality time on the floor. So they're going to be battle-tested for the future. Rob Maloney joining us. Awesome time of the year. Talking women's hoops. We'll talk men's in a moment. And, uh, Rob, you'll be a Farmville Central fan this weekend when Larry Williford's team tries to cut down the nets. They are back where they always are, where they belong uh, in a championship. And just another fantastic season for Farmville Central. Yeah, and and I'll I'll pick you back off what I was just talking about, East Carolina. So – the East Carolina women's program is going in the direction where on the high school level, Larry Williford's program is at now. And that, that's what I'm hoping to see. And I say that because they're getting ready to play a regional team that's undefeated and extremely athletic. But then when you look at Farmville Central, they've been there and been there and been there for years now. And uh, I was telling uh, Tom McClellan, our public information officer, this past Saturday, there was a point in the second half of the Eastern Finals where Goldsboro ran out to a, a seven-point lead, and a lot of people around us were, uh-oh, uh-oh, and I looked at him and said, that, you know, these kids, and we use the, the term again, the battle-tested, they're battle-tested, they're not going to get rattled, they've been here before, watch. And, and you know, 
luckily they did. I mean, you know, they came back and they did exactly as I knew they would. They were steady. They were confident. They didn't panic. And, and that's what I like about this team. There's so much experience in the big moment, and they know how to handle that. Rob Maloney joining us, Coach. It's not the same as it was, but the ACC tournament's on. It does bring back some memories of of being young and and being in school. And I've known Coach Maloney and his wife a long time. And you know the, the AG Cox days, uh, talking Duke, Carolina. And as life moves on, you've got you know family at NC State, and uh, it, it I don't know. It just brings back a lot of fun memories uh, talking basketball. And another year now, we talked to Mac McCarthy a moment ago, talking about how the ACC is down this year and it's not just duke and north carolina he mentioned how louisville and florida state and these teams that are normally good notre dame uh have kind of fallen off this year but how about the the acc this year and uh who do you think cuts down the nets in greensboro this weekend uh, you know who knows i I, honestly this is a year i would not want to bet money (laughs) i i really don't know Uh, i look at it and one week, I think, in, you know, a couple weeks ago, I thought NC State had the hot hand and maybe they would be the team to run early in the year. I thought even Clemson may, you know, yeah. run. Uh, I, I'm going to go out for the limbo and just gamble and say Miami. Um, Miami has has a lot of uh, pieces, I think, physically where they could potentially make the run. Now, I've been in meetings all day today, and I have – I was far away from the first round of the and <laughs> so I don't really know what all has happened. All you've missed so far is Georgia Tech just won on a free throw, beating Florida State. That's all the action so far, Coach. Okay, there, there you go. So I'm safe with saying Miami right now. <laughs> um, but, but I, honestly, I say Miami. I'm not very confident in that. Yeah, uh, I, I think, and I, I don't know what Coach McCarthy. You know what his thoughts were. Maybe it's partly the transfer portal. Uh, changing things up a little bit. It's got to have some kind of an impact there, I know. Sure. And and now let's expand it to the NCAA tournament. It, it, kind of the same thing. There are some great teams out there, but there's not that one team that – is overall better than anybody else. So you've got, you know, Houston and Kansas trying to go back-to-back. Alabama looking strong. Purdue, UCLA, those are kind of the the names at the top. But, I mean, this thing's going to be wide open as well. Do you have a favorite or two for for the tournament that you're interested to see uh, and fill out on your bracket next week? You know, again, it's hard to say the favorite because I, I, I see Carolina who may not even get in, and I'm not trying to say that Carolina is one of those teams, but I don't think anyone can deny that the talent is there on paper. And if they were to sneak in, they are a scary, scary draw. But I do like Houston. Houston is so physical in all positions. Watching them a couple weeks ago against the Pirates, I was just amazed at how physically strong they are across the board. And and they're going to be hard to beat. Rob Maloney joining us. He's not old enough to have a court named after him, but uh, but you are, Coach. That's usually reserved for uh, men with white hair. I guess you've been bald for a while, though, so you, well, you might have white hair. We just don't know about it. That's right. You, you nailed it. <laughs> Coach, that, oh, how about that honor? That is so awesome and just well-deserved. In fact, when Coach Mack was leaving – and I said, we're going to talk to, to Coach Maloney next. He said, speaking of nice guys, Rob Maloney, I, I haven't heard anybody say a bad word about you and plus uh, what you were able to do on the court. But, man, what an honor for you. And uh, you're a very humble guy, too. But uh, congratulations to you on that honor. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, and it is a very humbling honor. And um, it, it was uh, a joy to be able to experience. And But it's just a reflection on all the great people I've worked with through the years and and Lord, all those athletes and all the students that have put up with me <laughs> for so long, dating back to even you know AG Cox when I first met you, 
um, it's been a great journey, and I couldn't think of a better place to be and and actually do a lot of growing up myself. And I had a, had a lot of mentors along the way, and, and so when my name's on that court, it, it really goes a lot more to those that helped me along the way, to be quite honest with you. And now there are probably a few hundred officials that get a chance to stop on that name and spit on a little bit. <laughs> a little payback. That's okay. I, I, I deserve that. <laughs> Coach, uh, anything we need to know about Pitt County Schools uh, athletics before we get out of here today? You know, as we talk about Farmville Central and, and making their annual run here, uh, we're also obviously in the spring season and baseball and softball and all spring sports are up and going strong. And as always, just like we're talking about Farmville, we have a number of, of baseball programs that I can already tell you uh, come late May, early June, we'll start, we'll be having similar conversations about them and in softball as well. So it's an exciting time to be in Pitt County. Coach Rob Maloney joining us. Coach, appreciate your time. I always enjoy chatting with you and uh, keep up the great work. We'll talk to you again down the road, man. Uh, thank you so much, Clip. Honored to be here. Yes, sir. There he is. Rob Maloney joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, one of the all-time great guys around here. There's a long list of that, but Coach Maloney certainly on that list. I've uh, have known him a long, long time. All right. Uh, Georgia Tech wins it on a free throw. They knock off Florida State 61-60, to game one of the ACC tournament in Greensboro. Coming up next, it'll be Louisville. And Boston College, Louisville won four games all season, two in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Other games today on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. We saw St. Joe's. It is March. It is Charles Coleman season. The former pirate Charles Coleman today hit one three in the first half, and that was all the points he uh, he scored. It doesn't have minutes here listed on this box score. He played a lot of minutes. And shot two shots. One of them was a three. He nailed it. Four rebounds, two assists, one steal. Stat sheet stuffer. Charles Coleman season, Chandler. Yes, sir. He is. Uh, he lives for March. As we, <laughs> I remember last year we were watching this game. And, yeah. Uh, Charles Coleman. Uh, he, had believe, like, he had the first eight points for St. Joseph. He went insane. And, like, we looked up his numbers that year. He, he doesn't do anything during the regular season. No. He waits till postseason. Uh, St. Joe's, the Hawks, beat Loyola Chicago. Boy, they are a long way from their Final Four run. They were 10-21, and 4-14 and 14 in conference play this season. So, rough season for the Ramblers. Also, earlier today in the Atlantic 10, Boy, not a good showing uh, for UMass. You go to the Barclays Center and score 38 points. Uh, they lose 71-38 to to Richmond today. Uh, we got some Bonnie's Ball, if you're interested, uh, tomorrow Your afternoon, ex. Chandler. Um, and we... How's the relationship between them? I tell you what, I've taken them a couple times this year, oh. and it's been good for me. You've gone back. You answer the ex's call. Well, we... I was going to say we ended on good terms, but actually we ended on me taking off my shirt and literally throwing it away. I remember, yes. And then throwing it in the dumpster. You you threw it in the dumpster. Um, For sure. So basically you guys have become friends with benefits. (laughs) Maybe so. No strings attached. It's still volatile, and uh, but tomorrow I I guess I'm going to have to ride with them. That is, uh, let me see what time that game is. That's 11.30. They play Davidson, and... um, you know, Chandler, we've been talking about experimenting, maybe adding. Would you, would you like to uh, join us as a throuple? Sure. Why not? <laughs> me, you, I've, I've always I've always wanted to experiment with that. To me, you, and Bonnie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. St. Bonaventure. Surely, uh, 
<laughs> you okay with all that? Uh, Shirley's throwing up right now. <laughs> I can't say yeah, that you, I'm you down with join that. In? No, 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 no. I'm quite all right all by myself. You know, I heard on a song once, it ain't no fun if the home... Well, anyway. Uh, by the way, yes. Uh, quick you. Buccaneer Music Thank Hall you for changing board the update subject. for you. <clears throat> Quarterfinals of the AAC uh, tournament. Act. On the women's side, Houston has jumped out to a 30-13 to 13 lead mm. over SMU. Houston's the four seed. SMU's the five seed. Boy, Houston is licking their chops right now. They win this game. Remember, they were number two for a lot of the year. Um, in fact, if they would have taken care of East Carolina here in Menjis, which they had a double-digit lead late, they probably finished number two. Now they have a lead here. They get to play the eight seed in the semis, Wichita State. They win that. They're in the championship. So it really opened up for Houston. Uh, really opens up, obviously, for East Carolina and uh, Memphis as the two in this tournament. But man, uh, major development there in Fort Worth. We'll keep an eye on that and the other scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by The Buck. The Buck. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll see if we can track down Mike Mullis. At some point today, we're going to have to. Um, Steve Hill has a lot of sound requests that we didn't get a chance to get to. We started out the show hot today. Ellerby's homework, Coach Mack, Rob Maloney. We'll talk to Mully, talk some baseball next. Fun show, fun time of the year. The madness is here, and we're excited about it here on Pirate Radio. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we've talked hoops for about an hour and a half. We'll talk some baseball, a little football in uh, hour three with Bryce Williams. Talk some baseball now with Mike Mullis, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. ECU getting ready for Queens coming up at 6 o'clock in Kannapolis. Mully, how you doing today, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing great. And Mike Mullis uh, was seen and heard on ESPN Plus over the weekend calling some ECU baseball. And uh, Mully got some rave reviews, did an awesome job. People... Uh, found out well we already know that uh, you are a baseball savant and uh, saw a lot of positive things said about your broadcast so I wanted to uh, shout you out for that well thank you buddy you're too kind I enjoy doing it and hopefully uh, the opportunity will present itself to do it again it was it was a lot of fun and you know Patrick was great it was again I, and I don't think club a lot of people understand. Uh, what East Carolina does to broadcast a baseball game at the level they do it, I, I didn't know either. But man, it's we, we are definitely spoiled. 
And it's kind of funny. Last week, you we were talking about that, and this week you got to experience it firsthand. Maybe you said such positive things. That's how you got the gig. Uh, maybe you brown-nosed your way into it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Whatever works. What actually happened, this is pretty cool, Molly. You know you're kind of big time when you get the call from a uh, big leaguer to say, hey, fill in for me, Molly. And that, uh, that, that was cool to see Lonnie Chisenhall as uh, part of the broadcast on ESPN+. Plus, But um he uh was i guess unable to go and uh, made the call to you that's pretty big time molly well he you know he did a great job and uh you know it just actually it was just a conversation we were having friday and he was in a in a little bit of a bond he had a, a son that was uh committed to play uh in a baseball tournament actually and he thought it was going to be earlier and ended up being later and he you know so uh obviously the good folks malcolm gray and you know, all the all the crowd over there. It was uh, just a couple phone calls to to help Lonnie out. I told him, I mean, I'm still coaching him after all these years. But it, uh, yeah, it was cool, and I was very appreciative and very flattered by the kind comments. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. If you have any negative comments, please share those with me because we got to keep Molly's head on straight. You know, you can't. You know, you got to stay humble and grounded, right, Molly? Well, what's funny is you keep taking these little digs that you think I'm going to react to, and I'm not. I know it's driving you crazy. So, I'll, yeah, if you get some negative comments, feel free to uh, feel free to cherish those. Here's a positive one. Redbeard says, Molly was great on TV. It was very odd not to hear him get mad, argue with the host, or call them dumb or morons. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I think Redbeard should take away that there's a, there's a common denominator there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so... No, I, look, I, it, again, it was a lot of fun, and yeah. I do. I, I I am very flattered, and it was – you know how, you know, at times you, you, you – I got messages from people I hadn't talked to in a while, and uh, it just, again, very flattering. I had a, some former players and, and, you know, whatever, reach out, and it was it was cool. And like I said, I'd love to do it again, and uh, maybe that, you know, opportunity will uh, will present itself. Alex uh, on YouTube says, thought Mully was fantastic on the call. So there you go. The uh, reviews are in overwhelming support from uh, our guy and my friend, Mike Mullis. And Chandler says my friend as well. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm, I'm, I try to be everybody's friend if they'll allow it. Mully, you called the Saturday game, and that was the one. I, the Pirates lost to what I – Thanks a pretty good team. I'll let you speak on that, but certainly helped him along the way. Three errors. Uh, Cliff talked about the hit and run call. That was a bit of a rally killer, but he liked the percentages. And I talked to Coach O yesterday. He said that, you know, as a coach, if you like the percentages, you're going to go for it. And if it doesn't work out, you're going to say, well, I'd, I'd call it again. Uh, I'd do the same thing. So uh, one of those games where the Pirates had their chances, uh, they gave Long Beach some extra chances, but the Dirtbags were a pretty feisty club. What did you think of the loss there on Saturday? Uh, you know, I, I don't – that's one of those games, man, where you walk away and you go we, – we, we, you almost feel like, you know, we, we really didn't – I mean, obviously on the scoreboard we lost a game, but you, you, you kind of – Feel like you just gave that one away. Um, and it kind of interested to me that both teams coming off of, you know, putting up a bunch of runs, and that's always kind of been a thing in baseball where, hey, let's not waste them all today. And then you play to a one run game and kind of a pitcher's duel. And, you know, Long Beach holds some arms out there that were not necessarily overpowering, but I would describe them as interesting. 
uh, a couple left-handers that, you know, had a little funk in what they did, and uh, the right-hander to close it out, you know, true freshman, and uh, that kid pitched extremely well. I say close it out, he went into the eighth. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think it was, again, a bounce here, a bounce too. And, and man, the thing to me is that Long Beach State was uh, very opportunistic, if that's the right word. They, they seemed to just make a play uh, when it had to be made. And it, it sometimes wasn't very pretty, but it was kind of gotten away with. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a scrappy club. You know, that was a – that's a club that finished right around 500 last year. They blew up the roster. A number of transfers uh, on the you know on the current club. Uh, so I mean I you know it, it's going to be interesting to see how their season plays out. Obviously, we hope that they have great success, uh, which you know helps the case for the Pirates in the yeah. season. Uh, but I, I I mean I I don't know that that was a a great club. I don't know. I don't think Mighty Stretch that was even the best team that we had seen this year. Yeah. I think again they they were opportunistic and a little bit interesting in how they went about things. Mike Mullis joining us had one of the great names too in uh, college baseball, Rocco Pepe, and uh, carried a big stick. Mullis, he could uh, he could swing the bat. Yeah, for a guy that had a really interesting setup at the plate, as far as you know, top hand really strong and. But he man, he barreled some balls up, and I, it, that was so. I did get a chance even before I knew I was going to be on the call. I got out uh, to watch them play Georgetown, and the you know the first inning massacre that was where they put up twelve in the top of the first, and Pepe hit a ball out on Charles, and I mean it really strong. He he was one of those guys that kind of grabs your eye, uh, and he lived up to the billing, man. We we kind of knew going into the broadcast that. They were going to go, Long Beach State, that is, was going to go how he went, and he continued to stay hot. I think it was three for four, uh, had three consecutive hits, and made a loud out. So, I mean, he, you know, he, he definitely, uh, yeah, Rocco Pepe, how do you forget that one? And maybe you know, maybe we'll see that guy on TV one day. I don't know. Back with you, uh, back with Mike Mullis, and back to the TV broadcast real quick, Mully. Uh, Johnny says, Mully not only provided top-notch game analysis, but also offered valuable marriage advice as well. And do you know what he's talking about? He put it in parentheses, if you don't remember. You know what's, what's so funny is that's probably the thing I've, I've had more people say something to me about. <laughs> uh, so Patrick says to me, uh, about the term of endearment in baseball being called a dirtbag. And, you know, that's a, the guy that plays hard, leaves dirty, you know, bloody, lays out. Like, I think I said, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to hear as a baseball player, but you don't necessarily want to hear your spouse uh, call you a dirtbag. So that's – it's funny that uh, of, you know, three hours of talking, that was the one thing that most people seem to hang on to. Great uh, advice from Mike Mullis. Mully, after last week's uh, pitching debacle at Duke with a lot of walks, uh, of course, a, a granny mixed in, just uh, just an ugly game. Pirates really responded uh, on the mound, and even in the loss, Carter Spivey and the bullpen pitched good enough to to keep ECU in and potentially win that game. Uh, but then you've got your Savage, who's coming along, and, and Josh Gross even said yesterday that's probably the best he's pitched, his best start as a Pirate. So that, that was a, a positive sign, I think, coming off a, a pretty poor performance pitching-wise last midweek. Yeah, you know, and I think it's a little bit lost, that, that performance against Georgetown. Now, I, I, I'm not 
at all saying to Georgetown, uh, you know, I don't expect that they'll be in Omaha. But that original, that first arm they ran out, I watched that dude long tosser before the game on Sunday, and he was literally on the other side of the batter's eye, kind of just in front of, you know, headed towards where the, the jungle megaphones are. So arm strength, and he showed some 95, you know, even up to 97, I think, for a, for a few pitches. So the, you know, the fight that, that you take to get through a guy like that, but you're right, man. I, I, I think – Honestly, Clip, I think that was the right lineup at the right time for Groves. I, I think it, it that matchup really kind of favored him, and he took advantage of that. Well, Molly, you pay attention to this and a lot more than me. He said he was uh, he was two pitches. He was uh, fastball slider, and he said as long as that was working, there was no need to to break out anything else in the arsenal. I think that's kind of what you're speaking to there, right? No, no, that it's right lineup, right time. He can beat that lineup with that with with those two pitches, and and quite frankly, Georgetown ran up three guys in the bottom of the lineup that you know were were, were going to be very susceptible to velocity. Uh, and when you're guessing on velocity, and then somebody can throw a slider like Rose can, it can make you look really bad. And and he was very effective at doing that. Uh, so I, yeah, I. Yeah, he only he didn't have to go deep into his bag of tricks, and it was kind of straightforward. Found his own throw strikes. Uh, he, he was good. Your savage was good. Spivey was good. I, my man Root out of the bullpen. I, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about making shirts like I am Root. You know, the I am Root. Okay. So, All right. That that kid that kid is uh, that kid's special clip. I'm telling you. It, you know, I think I was also very interested. Uh, I would love to hear the rationale on uh, the, the coaching staff turning Brock as fast as they did, you know, back-to-back days. It almost felt to me like, hey, we want to see if this indeed can be the guy that we can bring it out of the bullpen uh, with that velocity and see if he could do it over two days. And clearly, Sunday he wasn't quite as sharp with his stuff. The velocity was still there, but... Uh, I think the jury's still out on how that, you know, how that experiment's going to work. The velocity's there. It's just maybe create a little the pitch, kind of a little more run or sink. Uh, but, but you know, the breaking ball's there when he throws a strike. I just don't know if right now he throws it for striking off. Molly, uh, we'll wrap it up with you uh, looking ahead. East Carolina has Queens tonight and Kannapolis at Elon Wednesday and then home for Liberty. We, we kind of know about Liberty, at least uh, a general uh, understanding of what they are. Always a, a pretty good team coming to town. So what do you know about the Flames and also Queens, uh, new on the schedule, and uh, Elon that we'll be seeing this week? Well, let, let's go Queens first clip. Queens, uh, a kind of an interesting deal not too many years ago, they came in and played Pitt. Uh, Tommy, you know, Tommy and his crowd as they were kind of evolving into a Division One program, and they were actually uh, managed by Jack McDowell. Jack McDowell from the White Sox. Blackjack? Uh, but Blackjack? Yeah. So they, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they've kind of grown into what they are. They've taken the approach this year, man. They've played all commerce. They've not had a great level of success, but, you know, who would expect a first-year D1 program to jump out there and be great? I, I you know, so I, I think what what I would expect tonight is uh, probably a fairly scrappy lot. I can tell you that um, what can't happen 
is the Pirates can't roll out and give up double-digit free passes like we've seen uh, the last two midweek games with, you know, a handful of hit-by-pitch and walks at Campbell and then, you know, the walks that happened to Duke. So, uh, again, it might be the right lineup at the right time for, you know, the, kind of a Johnny Holstaff approach to get guys out there, let them get some confidence and, 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 and pitch a little bit without facing – a, uh, a lineup like you're going to see with Liberty. So Liberty led by, you know, Scott Jackson. Uh, Scott's been in and out of Greenville for lots of years with everybody from Wilmington to Carolina to, you know, just the different stops he's had along his path. And he always has a good club. They're, the club, they're always uh, very well coached and, and very talented. So it'll, it'll be – it should be a fun weekend of baseball – I expect that, that Liberty will put a product on the field probably more similar to maybe what we saw with Campbell. Uh, I don't know that they'll have the arms uh, that Campbell has, but I think from a style of play and, uh, you know, the way they go about the game, they're, they're going to play hard. And, uh, it, again, it should be should be another great weekend of baseball at, uh, you know, at Crawford Claire. Molly, always enjoy talking baseball with you, man. We will catch up with you again next week. Talk a little brackets and uh, and baseball. So have a great rest of your week, man. Uh, all right. So I got to ask you a question. Okay. And, and Chandler and Shirley, feel free to chime in. But I got to know what you guys feel about the powder purples. Oh man, dang! I, shame on me. I meant to ask you. I um. I'm going to reluctantly say I like them. I, I want to see them on the field. Generally, I don't like the colored uniform combo. It looks like uh, pajamas. looks like a slow-pitch men's softball team. But it's different as long as we don't do it all the time. I, I'm going to say I'm in favor of it. How about that? All right, y'all go. I like it, too. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the powder. I, I've always been a big fan of Old Mrs. Powder Blue. Um, and to have our own shade of powder purple is pretty cool. Um, so I'm a big fan. And like, like Clip, I, I'm ready to see them, what they look like tonight on ESPN Plus when they play Queens. So, Because, uh, of course, behind all the lights and cameras and stuff like that, it looked nice. But uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, Molly. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I like them. All right. Molly? Interesting. Clip, I, I, I think you did a little about face there. If I remember correctly, last night, uh, yesterday's show, you were fairly uh, fairly told the traditional line, but it sounds like you've uh, you've had some time to think about it, let it marinate, and you you've maybe been won over, and that's that's and you're allowed to do that. I, no, I, I still feel the same way. If I had my way, you wear white at home, you wear gray on the road. You say you're you're, uh, and I'm talking major league here, Braves. You wear your city name at home, uh, the white Atlanta. And then on the road, you wear your gray Braves, and or actually the opposite of that. You wear the nickname at home, uh, City on the Road. Anyway, but we're not living in those days anymore. So if we're doing new stuff, doing new things, I got to keep up with the times, and I'm going to approve the powder purple. I mean, that that's it. All right. Well, I, 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 uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of them, and I know that comes as no surprise to anybody <laughs> that's listening that knows me at all. Yeah. I, and I, it's not that I'm opposed to doing the new things. I'm just not so sure the execution of this uh, is 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 maybe on par. I, it's kind of interesting to be such a blue collar program. Yeah. Uh, as we always, that we're going to wear lavender. 
That is true. It doesn't seem very cliff. I, I'll say that. No, it, it does not fit the model. I, and also, I, I like that color. Is like you know the purple sweet tart. That that's what it reminds me of is the purple sweet tart in a stick of sweet tarts. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it looks on TV. Molly, good stuff, buddy. Yeah. Good talking to you guys. Later. There he is, Mike Mullis, the Mully Man, joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. Come back. One more segment to go here in hour number one of PRL. We'll catch you up on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and more when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, grab your amigos and join Chico's for their 40th anniversary party on Saturday, March 11th from 11, excuse me, from 1 until 6 p.m. There's going to be live music and entertainment from the Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot. It's the biggest fiesta of the year, and it's absolutely free. Make your plans now to be at Chico's this Saturday starting at 1 o'clock. And congratulations to Chico's on 40 years in business. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Boston College up 8-6 to six early in the uh, ACC tournament in Greensboro. BC just hit a three, and I did a three-point celebration and hurt my arm. So, Chandler, some advice to you. Uh, do some stretching, do some warm-ups before Thursday's watch-along. Yeah, I'll definitely have to because uh, it's been a while since we've watched a been a while. Uh, basketball game, especially during our watch, doing a watch-along for basketball. So, got to get stretched out, got to get warmed up because come 1230 on Thursday, we will be live on it Facebook, on YouTube. Is on. It is is march it is march it is on and uh we want you to hang out with us coming up on thursday we'll be on facebook and the tube of you 11 to 9 the score round one of the acc tournament bc over louisville uh surely real quick let's do a reset early in the show um steve hill wanted some sound effects oh okay hold on so uh here's the rundown real quick okay he says, Clippo! Burgalia. Burgalia. Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt I'd cheeks. Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers. <sighs> All right. All right. Ric Flair. Woo! Ric Flair. Uh, Woo! I want to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. Family. Family. I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Uh, he wants to uh, also send it down to Tony. This is a live sound effect. Let's send it down to Tony. There you go. We'll get down to Tony on the sideline. Tony. Does anyone really care? Boom, boom, boom. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. Go to hell. Go to hell. Get a job. Get a job. And a throwback, Shirley, that I don't think is on the board, and you might have to find it. Got a little taco meat on my chest. 
<laughs> oh oh my, my goodness! Yeah, that's yeah, gonna you take that me a up. second here. Oh, taco meat. No. Give me taco meat. I don't know one, what it would one. be labeled. I want to say the player was. It was um, Daquan Barnes. Was that a name? Daquan Barnes. Yes. I got a little taco meat on my, my chest. chest. They asked him why uh, his nickname was Taco. Because <laughs> I got a little taco meat on my chest. It was a great I answer. I got a little taco meat on my chest. <laughs> Got a little taco meat on my chest. You know, that's more. I got. Um, I got spaghetti noodles. <laughs> now that I gotta see. Long, thick hairs. Oh my god! I have very few. Uh, it's like sassafras. Sassafras. Is that, is that a thing, Shirley? Sassafras. Sassafras. I believe that's sassafras. a thing. Sassafras. Is that a type of grass? Weed. Uh, weed. Weed is a weed. Kenny Curlin says, "Put some ranch on it." <laughs> Put some ranch oh, on it. Put some ranch on it. <laughs> Put some ranch on it. Harry Owens. That's on it. That all. is a classic line. I love old sound cuts. I wonder how many people go up to Perry Owens and say, hey, I know. can you say the line? Can he, you say it? He's the ranch guy. He's put some can, ranch can on it. Can you say the line, coach? Oh, sorry. Put some ranch on it. Gotta put some ranch on it. Gotta put some. <laughs> that beginning part. <laughs> he said like eight words <laughs> in two. Gotta put some. I'm a dork. Uh, I'm a dork. We'll talk to the dork. Also, big news uh, regarding Stephen Igo. He, he is done with Hoist the Colors. He says uh, he will be, he, well, now it's not that big. He said planning to be at the watch along on Thursday. All right. It's, I need his definite. It's better than a no, but it's certainly not a I'll be at the watch along. It's planning to. Um, I've also offered the invite out to potster Patrick Mason, the antagonist, the heel, <laughs> as uh, he'll join us Wednesday on the show, but uh, might be here as well during Thursday's watch along. So we're going to have a lot of fun coming up. Ed, uh, Ed says Britney Ed- Spears. Oh, yeah. Spears. I have an important question. Go ahead. What Go is ahead. Britney doing with her life? Who? Britney. Spears. What is she doing with her career? (laughs) Why do we care at this point? Is she here? Is she here? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't don't think so. Is she a football fan? Oh, I'm sure she is. Mike Patrick. Georgia from the 25. (laughs) Georgia from the 25. (laughs) To win it in overtime. (laughs) Askridge. I got some more um, Mike Patrick here. I was watching. I always do this this time of year. You will find me watching buzzer beaters, upsets, all things. But this is from the American tournament years ago. 85-85 in triple overtime. UConn and Cincinnati. Oh, I remember this. With Mike Patrick on the call. Sterling Gibbs is dogging him. What a way to intro the segment. Sterling Gibbs is dogging, dogging him. him. Okay. Sterling Gibbs is dogging him. There's a high screen getting Brima out of there. Slips. Lynn Elmore with him. For three in the win. Rebound. Johnson. Okay. Oh. Johnson has hit two enormous threes. This one's good if it goes. Oh, yeah. What are these fists for Eskridge? Yeah, that was uh that was not Mike Patrick. 
That was the legendary Ron Franklin. Ron Franklin. Who you are referring to. That's why you are uh, known as the bit killer. Chandler Honeycutt. Sorry. Yep. That's what I do. Yep. Kills bits. When I think about Mike Patrick, I think of, do you believe in miracles? Yes. No, I know that's Al Al Michaels. Oh, okay. Because I got that right on the all-star edition of Sound. <laughs> I'm talking to an all-star. Yeah. I you want to you check yourself before you wreck yourself, buddy? Roll? I, I think it's too late. I think I wrecked myself. You have wrecked yourself, buddy. Myself has been wrecked. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams will join. Oh, Kenny Carlin says, no flags! No flags! Do we have that anywhere, show? By itself? And he scores! No, I don't believe we do. No flags on no the field! No flags! No flags on the field! All-time great call with Jeff Charles and... Cool, neat story. <laughs> Kevin Monroe featuring Mike Patrick. Let's take a break. Holy cow. We're going to take a break. Jonathan I, Williams. I'll tell you again where Mike Patrick was on the call. Jonathan Williams, just straight power. Wow! Powering his way through three mountaineers. Holy cow. Well, you quit climbing around. I'm gonna wear your butt out. Oh, we're in the Brian Medor press box phase <laughs> of sound effects. That's a dangerous place to go. A lot of curse words. This in there. suck. This I really just suck. <laughs> this really sucks. That's a Billy Weaver. Wait, which one is this? To the left, uh, right, there. There, right to there. To the left, up, right there. This really sucks. <laughs> That's Billy Weaver talking about this show. I tell you what does. Not- <laughs> I tell you what doesn't suck. Billy Weaver on the mic for PA for EC baseball. He's a, bless you, Bailey. Billy Weaver is a dandy. That is for sure. That sounds bad. <laughs> he is one hell of a dandy. I'll tell you what. When I think about dandies, I think of Weaver. Speaking of a dandy, Bryce Williams is a dandy. He is. And he has just walked through the door. He is ready to go. We'll talk to Bryce. Hour three giveaway. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir, Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. And Clip, I have a quick Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Uh, This game just went to a final. Uh, Houston has routed uh, SMU 52-33 was that final. So now Wichita State in Houston will play in the semifinals tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock Eastern. All right. If the Pirates win tonight, they will play Wednesday night 7 o'clock. We'll uh, have to find a way to get that out. Yeah, it'll be the, the winner between trivia. Yeah, winner between Memphis and UCF will be their opponent Pirates if they win. Take on Tulane tonight. By the way, if you're just tuning in, Big Bad USF gone. The number one seed in the women's tournament. Only lost one conference game the entire season. 
and they lost one conference game in the conference tournament they are out so uh the door wide open for ecu and the other teams in the american to make it to the ncaa tournament other scores going on right now lasalle all right let's play name that nickname bryce uh oh well first of all shirley give me some music because bryce williams is here so we got to get bryce uh formally introduced i saw the light i was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes i'm born to love again i'm a brand new man the brand new man himself bryce williams hey Bryce. i'm good how are y'all doing good good to see you good to be seen that's right (laughs) lasalle on top of rhode island in the a10 tournament Bryce, name that nickname for LaSalle. LaSalle. Um, it is a type Yikes. of uh, profession, <laughs> um, I guess in the olden days, perhaps. So LaSalle is the, the mascot. LaSalle is the school. The school. Oh, man. I, I was What's another LaSalle. hint? Do you know this one, Chandler? University of LaSalle. Southern... Huh? Wait, 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 wait. What are we doing? LaSalle's the school. Like, East Carolina's the school. East Carolina's oh, called the so Pirates. What are LaSalle? Oh, I got you. They are. It's a profession? Yeah, kind of. Nowadays, it'd be more like an activity, maybe. like a. Can I say it? The rule. Hold on. So you know it? I think so. Well, give them another hint. Uh, they go places. They go places, but what What purpose? For what purpose? To they want to find? To journeyman. Find Okay, uh, dang it! They're trying to find. They want to go explorers. Boom! Booyah! Very LaSalle good. LaSalle explore. Explorers. How would you like to be an explorer? That's interesting. Yeah, not very intimidating. Like. Yeah, like I wonder what the does the mascot look like. Uh, Probably looks like nothing. Like I'll pull it up. They are playing the uh, Rhode Island team. LaSalle. Um, what is Rhode Island's? It's just an L mascot price rhode island oh there's their explorer heck so he looks like oh that's kind of cool he got like a buccaneer looking guy Uh, i like the um yeah the eyeglass yeah telescope telescope yeah um rhode island that's kind of cool rhode island is an animal rhode island are the beavers well not exactly (laughs) no it's a bigger animal it does have four legs it has uh interesting looking Horns. Mm, the Rams. Not Rams. It can't be Rams. Kel, it's Rams. Oh, is it Rams? I thought it was going to be some... Kellen says the fighting Lamar Odoms. Lamar Odom did indeed go to Rhode Island. Right now, LaSalle oh. up 29-20 to 20 on Rhodey mm. in the first half. Rhodey. Boston College up 21-15 on Louisville in the first half of that game. So those scores going on right now on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. You know what you'll be doing this time next week, Bryce? Hunting. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Hunting for a champion. Come uh, on now. The brackets. Time to oh. fill out them brackets. i tell you what. So I want you to. It's already bracketized. It's here, buddy. It's here, bud. Yes, sir. And Bryce. I love the way you fill out your brackets. There's not a ton of rhyme or reason to it. You it's just kind of go with the gut. or Gut and emotions. Gut and emotions. Relationships. That's true. I know a guy that went there. Buddy of mine. Let's go there. Has a wife that went there. Uh, you know. Love knows no boundaries. <laughs> so, so, uh, and I know it... Uh, 
it takes you a while to make a decision so i, I just want to mm. put you in the right mindset yes. that next week we're going to need you to fill out so your I'm bracket gonna, i need to know who's in it yeah um, i tell you what sunday night i'll pass along a lot of info some links some things to look at for you perfect between you and my older brother i think you know i may i may have it this year okay <laughs> all right <laughs> um i tell you what you you had the funnest bracket because you pick a lot of upsets that's right you like to uh to ride uh you know some mm-hmm. interesting teams a long way so we'll see yeah. last year you did well because you picked north carolina yeah and they made a, a kind of out of nowhere run yep. to the championship and so. then something i did made one choice that really crapped my bracket yeah i forgot what a, what, what i don't do remember these on file <laughs> i don't i don't believe so oh we throw them away i think we throw them away uh perhaps we should start keeping every bracket Dang. every year to look at them yeah that'd be fun all right so uh we got the madness going on i got nfl combine season going mm. on and uh, a couple pirates were in indianapolis unfortunately and i found this out um friday early evening wish i'd have known earlier so i could have told everybody that cj johnson was not going to be able to participate no. due to uh what i was told was an achilles I, but again i don't know exactly what was happening but he was there and was able to meet with teams talk with teams there that's important mm-hmm. and yeah. hopefully bryce he'll be able to go for pro day so he can put yeah. some numbers and some some more tape out there on himself Most definitely yeah um yeah that's a shame you know i guess he may have had the achilles injury uh, during training um it's definitely unfortunate they wasn't able to you know do the you know work out um because you know that's the big big part of a college kid's um dream is to you know make it to the combine and be you know be performing um in indianapolis in front of the coaches and everything and i've seen nfl network um so kind of a bummer you know i feel bad for them they wasn't able to work out and because i'm sure you know they have been interested you know to because obviously they do always do a commentary on each kind of player and stats and you know things like that um when the player you know that specific player is you know up um and to see him obviously run a 40 i've been because i've been curious to know what his 40 is um and at the weight you know him, yeah. as fast as he runs at his weight and things um so hopefully you know the pro day we'll get you know numbers there and uh he'll be able to perform in front of the scouts we got a lot of keaton mitchell to talk about i've got another uh pros and cons list strengths weaknesses we uh, ran over bryce's last yikes week. I'm, I'm glad that we are just uh talking head jock sniffers and they don't have pros and cons lists on us like we do like <laughs> you can go on the internet right now and look at bryce williams weaknesses as a football player maybe my way but some of them were contradicting that is true i tell you what yeah that is true so which one you take chandler uh who did you say was throwing passes to keaton mitchell at the combine you said an interesting name yep it was a pirate connection it was kurt binker you yep. see that i did so i also follow him on instagram and i'd <clears throat> seen where he was going to the combine how they they only picked, I think, two vets. I'm like, dang, um. Now, is this for him to? You know, I thought that, but I don't know if it is or not. Um, because he's back, back in Florida, and I haven't really seen any updates. Um, I thought about it, but I saw something one time where he kind of, 
supposedly he's like taking a breakish or I denied well denied or decline I guess is more of a decline an opportunity he didn't obviously he didn't expound on it when in the Instagram but now and um, we don't know about people's lives people can yeah. put up stuff on Facebook and make it appear they have a great life when really they don't <laughs> but I'm gonna say Kurt Ben Kurt's got a pretty awesome he's, life I think so he's he's got a wife he's got a, a young kid girl. yeah a little and girl always he plays video games he wins video game tournaments I'm about to say yeah. every now and then he's on the sideline at the nfl game wearing team gear yeah on, like he's got a pretty cool For thing sure. going oh I think. yeah i mean i think he's go hang out at the combine i know <laughs> i mean he's making it work that's for or he's doing it that's yeah for sure you know the the gaming thing obviously is pretty to me i mean i I mean, you can make some dang good money being a professional gamer. And what I think was cool, he's doing a book. Um, I can't, maybe it was quarterback one-on-one. Something along the lines, but it's to kind of help young quarterbacks, like, coverages and certain uh-huh. reads and stuff. And he had, you know, expounded on that as well, like, on one of his Instagram videos. I'm like, dang, that's really cool. Tough. So this is for up-and-coming QBs, Up and I coming, guess. and I think it's – um, it's a great idea. Makes it fair, and he obviously makes it fairly simple. And I mean, kind of, you know, it's not just all just tiny words. From what I remember seeing on a few pages, if I, if my memory holds correct, you know, it's kind of like pictures of coverages and kind of a breakdown of the situation and things like that. And I was like, dang, I don't know of anything really like that. So he's, I mean, he's coming up with that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, me not so much property he bought in Florida because he's been showing videos. <laughs> Of like all this um, uh, land clearing and doing stuff of that nature. Hmm. So when's Gator season? If I had to guess, in Florida, it's twenty. It's year round. <laughs> you walk outside, it's yeah. Gator season. Yeah. Um, all right, get into it. But yeah, yeah Kurt Benkert living his best life, as yes, they say. Yes, he is. All right, Bryce. So let's go over some numbers, and you tell me how good it is and how good of a showing or bad of a showing Keaton Mitchell had at the combine the one thing we all wanted to see was his 40 and where he would rank and what number he would put up he goes 437 that is third among running backs in the combine it is not the chris johnson eye-popping holy cow 424 but 437 uh, what do you think about that number for him? <laughs> that's moving that's moving that, that's i would say that's faster than Golly, I mean, that's got to be faster than 90% of the guys in the... Oh. Well, i look at... So, third among running backs, and he is right there. So, 2, 4, 6, what name is? 8, 10, 12. So, 12th overall, 12th overall. third ar- among running backs. Yeah, I mean... Goodness gracious, I didn't know we had 4, 2, 6. But, 4, um, 2, 6 from DJ Turner. Yeah, and third amongst running backs and stuff. So, I mean, that's obviously a very impressive... Um, stat he's got there, but a four three seven overall. I mean, that's slim pickings, even uh, you know in the NFL right now. So um, he's faster than pretty much almost anybody he's going to face, you know, um, in the NFL. All right, ten yard uh, split. Uh, I didn't know what this was, but Bryce Williams explained it to me very easily. So Bryce, explain what that drill. So is. the ten yard split is really just during the 40 they measure your first how fast your first 10 yards are so it's not even a separate drill it's, no it's just okay. what what that is so and you kind of during training allows you to kind of gauge where you'll be at um 
with your 40 if you don't have the space to run 40 yards and you kind of do work on your 10 yard splits and pretty much whatever that 40 is that 10 yard split is pretty much could add 10 uh, three seconds to that and you'll get a good gauge of what you're expected to run however he only added nine point no 2.9 seconds um so he ran the other 30 yards in less than three seconds and he had the number one 10 yard split Mm. uh amongst running backs and for me bryce like you hear burst and some guys like derrick henry doesn't have the best 10 yard split i would imagine but like once he gets going yeah good luck right like some guys have that immediate burst and if there's a burst uh, drill you can do, oh, yeah. it, it would be this. And Keith Mitchell was better than anybody. I mean, yeah, I mean he's three tenths faster than the, the guy, the, the runner up. So, which obviously is a great thing. We've seen it during his performance at ECU. Is he has that? He gets that little bit of window between the line. You know, gets that, makes it to that second level. He, I mean, he's gone. So he doesn't. He doesn't need much room, and um, to get through and or to break away. So. Um, I think that 10 yard split is very impressive and um, obviously it's shown to be very effective. How about vertical, Bryce? First question Does this matter? Honestly, to a running back? I, I don't think. I mean, does it, ma- really. it matters, would you say, to receivers, I mean, tight I would ends? I say receivers, tight ends. Yeah. And obviously that can help, but then positioning is all about. I mean, it's all about position at times, too. So, yeah. You know. Well, he finished third. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, mm-hmm. behind Taji Spears and Chase Brown. So third among yeah. running backs with 38. 38, what was your vert? I'm going to go with my recent vert, the the most recent one. <laughs> that was Is it Tampa. better than your old vert? Oh, you mean, yeah. okay, I see what you're I'm saying. not going off of the, okay. you know, I've learned a lot from the, the first okay. combine. Well, it was 34. Okay. So, you All know, right. better than what it was. There you go. All right, broad jump. Um, Keaton Mitchell was second among running backs. Mm. He is an elite athlete, and he's showing that with these drills. Definitely ten six. Do you remember yours, Bryce? Uh, mine was nine six. Okay, so he's gotcha by a little bit, by by a little foot. Three cone drill. Uh, we only have wait nine six or nine ten. I can't remember. We'll go nine ten. We'll go nine and and make somebody look it up and say we're wrong. That's right. Three cone drill only have two running backs here. That's odd. I tell you what, that three that is the most to me the the shuttle and the three cone. I'm just like really. So what's the uh, shuttle? It the shuttle is a 20, 20 yard shuttle. So you got three cones. You're sitting on the five, and then to your right you got five. You know you're in between ten yards. You got three cones. So you pretty much start here and you touch, uh-huh. run, touch, uh-huh. run back, uh-huh. and it's. These drills right here are the ones that uh, uh, those coaches make you do over and over again. You get a bad start. You do it wrong. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, it's so much technique. I mean, to me, it's just something to put on there. I mean, they might as well do water balloon toss like they do at the dang (laughs) pro ball. I don't know why I'm not getting results for these guys. Um, Shuttle bench. There's only a few guys listed. I don't see Keaton Mitchell. I guess it might be like. They're only giving a top. Maybe well. No, I mean they were. No. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Not everybody maybe competes in every drill, so right. maybe he didn't do it. So, mm-hmm. anyway, from those numbers we saw, Bryce, he was at the top of the list on yep. things he participated in. So, I would say that would be a uh, sign uh-huh. of a good showing. 
most definitely and i get is that out of six or what's that out of good question his prospect grade uh this is at nfl.com it's got him 5.87 it says average backup or special teamer as his i guess outlook um Oh, what's his pros? Well, we're gonna yeah, we're, I'm gonna oh. go over that production score, combine. They got him the 18th best running back. Athleticism score 16th, total score 16th. I, I don't get it after seeing those numbers. Yeah, I tell you, uh, but I guess yeah, he did not. Com- uh, he did not do those drills. Three yeah. cone, 20 yard shuttle, bench press. Yeah. All right, you want to get to some analysis? Sure. Let's see. Uh, small but speedy. Yeah. Uh, can outflank defenses, chalk up a long run if they aren't ready for him. However, he needs a clear point of entry inside, isn't built to withstand the punishment that goes along with interior running in the NFL. Teams will need to have a plan for him, but he's electric with the ball in his hands. Big play potential could be hard to pass up for teams needing more juice. Okay, mm-hmm. Strengths. Led FBS with 50, uh, 54 runs of 10 plus yards in 2022 mm. how many times did he kind of bail out this offense when yeah, and gosh. just run away from guys uh-huh. we saw it pure speed to eliminate pursuit angles and strike with long touchdowns how many times did a guy have an angle on oh him and he just shot by yeah acceleration is instantaneous which uh goes to show the 10 yard yeah. deal we were talking about mm-hmm. right uh able to cut and burst in a single motion uses wiggle to beat tacklers or by himself time rides tight to blocker when slipping through interior creases what's that mean bryce just probably hugs almost like uh who was the running back for um levon Le'Veon, yeah Le'Veon bell like you know how you kind of sneak in right like hold like kind of almost like not quite stopping the hole but like hug the yep. tackle and then or guard and boom pop out i mean they're pretty much okay. clinton portis uh yeah. and there's one in particular but he did it several times he would follow fullback mike sellers and there's highlights of him with the ball in his hand and he's got seller's jersey in his hand wow like like he's riding him down the field I, i'd love to and see what gets that. me that is impressive is to be patient in that you know because for me it's like ball boom and i just like <laughs> yeah bam, 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 my mind's going 100 mile an hour for like keaton and you know all these guys to like Ooh, i'm gonna just hang out here and okay pop out it's almost like you're just playing a game with the defenders like huh his last strength is challenging matchup for linebackers as a receiver that's an understatement when mitchell's out there running all right weaknesses on the smaller side for nfl running back fair yeah not much you can do about that unable to finish runs falling forward so So that's i mean i think they're just honestly coming up with anything because that's very minuscule to me okay you know looks to bet 15 but I feel, but you know, they tackled me backwards. And I think this is a good point. It works at college. It worked at ECU. It's not probably going to work in the NFL. Right. It looks to bounce runs wide far too often. Yeah. I mean, did that at times by necessity, though, right? right? Like, yeah. kind of had to find maybe, something. It may be trickier with obviously faster outside linebackers, DNs that can obviously cover more. You know, so I can, but then again. Needs a clear point of entry as ball carrier. Doesn't make his own holes. Is that kind of what it's uh, saying there? Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't have size to stand up against blitzers. That is going to be that's that'll something be, NFL teams. Yeah, I mean, so that'll be tricky. But you get it away or cut them and figure it out. Uh, that's a situational thing too. I mean, why would you put him in in a kind of a blitz situation? I don't know. Yeah, uh, drops come in bunches. So um, yeah, I've heard people say that. I, I read uh, Igo's VIP hoist the colors, and they were saying. 
you know, after seeing Mitchell's numbers, was it clear that he made the right call to come out? And I and everybody basically said, yeah. And I said, I mean, all he could really do was stay a year and show he's a better receiver. Right. He could improve that. But, like, all the other stuff he's doing, is, it's not worth it to stay another right. year just for yeah. that. So he's got to prove to teams that he can catch the ball. Yeah. Because if he is a running back, he's a third down back, right. one of those guys. So. Yeah. That's his uh, his thing he's got to work on, Bryce. Yeah. Overall, though, um, I mean, you kind of know what you get with Keaton Mitchell. You're yeah. looking for that home run, explosive mm-hmm. guy. Oh, yeah. Very valuable to teams, a, a playmaker in the NFL, especially now you keep spreading out these offenses mm-hmm. and things. He's a, a valuable he's right. a valuable piece. And even, like, I wonder, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised they, you know, the whole special teams thing. Put yeah. Them, I mean, they'll put them at a, a gunner or a vice um, and or maybe, you know, a punt returner. So, He's he'll be valuable there because those guys, the special team guys, love the smaller um, guys. You know, for out wide, that's probably he'd probably be more so maybe a, a gunner rather than a vice, since obviously a vice is more DBs. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I could see him being utilized. And, that's a good point. Uh, down there, out running those two blockers and down in a punt uh, inside the three or yeah, whatever, uh-huh. and doing those things. Yep. Uh, so good stuff. All right, let's uh, take a bro. We got a Chandler Honeycut update. We have a starting lineup for tonight for ECU versus Queens. Let's save it. All right, for the other side, a tease. Chandler Honeycut will oh, run down the starting lineup. The tease. When we return on Stay Pirate Radio Live, a lot more to go. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. A tease before the break. Chandler Honeycutt, tell us the ECU starting lineup as they face Queens College coming up tonight. Here's the starting lineups for your ECU Pirates. Batting first and playing right field, Luke Nowak. Batting second and playing second base, Jacob Starling. Batting third and playing center field, Jacob Jenkins Coward. Batting fourth and playing first base, Josh Moylan. Batting fifth, the designated hitter, Cam Clonch. Batting sixth and the catcher, Justin Wilcoxon. Batting seventh and playing shortstop, Joey Barini. Batting eighth and playing third base, Alec Makarevich. And batting ninth, the left fielder, Lane Hoover. And on the mound for your Pirates, number 36, Garrett Saylor. All right, hoping for a good performance from Garrett Saylor and the Pirates today as they take on Queens in Kannapolis. Bryce Williams has not seen the new baseball uniforms. And Bryce, I described, I, all I said to you was controversial. Some people mm-hmm. love them. Some people cannot stand them. Stand them. Or disgusted by them. You are going to see it for the first time and give your thoughts. Bryce, Be I honest. introduced to you the powder purples of ECU. Uh-oh. Didn't like that initial face that he yeah, made. Yeah, I don't like that either. Mm. <laughs> don't like that sound he's making um, 
Yeah. Crap. Don't like the way he said yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's not very intimidating or... Nah. That's... Uh, why? <laughs> Powder purple. So you were on the side of... Reminds me of like a, a Peeps chick, yeah. chick egg. Like a Peeps... Peeps, marshmallow molly went with a sweet tart uh said it had a sweet tart look to it i believe dang why in the world yeah um trying something different the hats are good because they didn't change them yeah yikes all right bryce williams is that like our strictly that's purple like that'll be our whole no this is uh this is not everything so what do you think he'll do with those afterwards people will buy them yeah, i'm sure some that's people true. like that them. is true that's yeah I guess. um he can't please everybody exactly you know and they're uh they're not your everyday unis they're kind of special yeah so. i mean my favorite my, my colors are, are like earth tones <laughs> tan and green you look at bryce today <laughs> that's color? like a blue like a dark blue tan, tan heart gray, gray black brown yes yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm earth i'm just an earth guy yeah you're a man of the so earth you know what that's fine now those are like camo that'd be pretty cool like uh duck hunting camo they do have camo hats the digital camo but mm. all right uh i want to play a quick game with you guys we do this every wednesday man we had a classic last week glenn griffin coming man. back uh to win where is the big dog <laughs> where is the big dog barking at these days <laughs> where is he... what is the big dog doing with his career <laughs> <laughs> he's at a fire hydrant with his leg lifted dang right said i won <laughs> marking his territory dang right he did it last week on the air um today we're gonna do with uh shirley chandler and bryce i'm gonna name an animal mm, all you have to do is name a movie where an animal oh, this animal is featured okay simple okay. stuff all right okay and uh shirley ladies first we're gonna start with you with a dog name a movie that a dog is in that's all you gotta do fox and the hound no okay. oh. all right now we may don't say any extras because we may uh go through this list a few times so that's the first dog we're talking about chandler your uh animal is a cat uh let's go with oh garfield there I, there is is there a movie is there a garfield movie yeah, a yes gar- there okay. is a garfield, a garfield movie. movie correct bryce you get a lion lion king pretty easy there surely you have a horse a horse oh uh Black Beauty. Oh, Black Beauty. Bam, a lamb. Oh, Black Beauty. Bam, a lamb. Black Beauty was a movie. Wait, Black Beauty was a what? I said Black. I meant to say Black Beauty was a movie. I don't know what I said. I think you said Black Beauty was a lamb. Black Beauty was a man. Damn, a lamb. Black Beauty was a man. That's like Lola. You're familiar with that song. She was a showgirl. All right, Chandler. Not quite a baboon. You get a monkey. Let's go with... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Shirley went last. Monkey. Sorry. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> of course. I got to tell you, not usually in my realm of interest when it comes to movies, the sci-fi action stuff. I love the Planet of the Apes uh, reboot, reboot that they did. Love those movies. I didn't cool. like Neat it story. so much. You know what, Shirley? <laughs> Up yours. Nobody asked. <laughs> <laughs> get a go to hell get a job get a job watch plenty of the bryce um this is not very specific you got a bird a bird 
But movie's a bird. I mean, in it. I, I'm gonna go. I mean, I can't say the same movie twice. I mean, there's. I think there's a bird in Dagum. I'm sure in um, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, is there a special scene or is there like in the background a bird when he's flight? outside just i'm sure there's a bird flying. all right i will take your word for it <laughs> i like that that's a nice little wrinkle there all right shirley you get a rabbit a rabbit mm. ah alice in wonderland oh, wow good call good one good call chan man a tiger oh you gotta go with <laughs> you got to. You gotta, I know it. You got to go with. We all know what you're going to say. So just go ahead and say <laughs> it. Say it. Uh, the Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. oh, there Come we go. on. Mowgli. Never had Mowgli. a friend like me. Oh, yeah. Shere Khan. Yeah, is is Shere Khan? That sounds right. Shere Khan. Uh, Blue. Blue is the bear. Bear? Yeah, the okay. bear. Uh, Bryce. How about a wolf? Is that. Is that too tough? Um, no, not tough at all. No, I know one with a wolf. There's um, a wolf. Oh, oh, um, Twilight. I, it's like, I've never seen I, it. That's exactly I could, what I was thinking. God, that was that was tough. Well done. I was going to go Polar Express. Okay, I There's was that. way Dancing further with back. Wolves. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's the, That's the one I was going Kevin for. Kevin Costner dancing with wolves. Uh, Shirley, you have a fish. Oh, God. Finding Nemo. There Good we one. go. Chandler, uh, I'm going to give you a bear. Uh, cocaine bear? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's out right now. You ever seen that? Previews for that? Uh, you it's see it's that. out now. Uh, Bryce, you get a pig. Oh, Charlotte's Weeb. That's a good one. Uh, that's one of my all-time I, favorite books. That's a first, classic. Movies. For a second there, a I classic. thought you were going Shirley, and I'm like, wait a minute now. Shirley's Web. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, real quick, let's uh, let's reset it. But I, I want to give you all different things. Let me see if I have one more for Shirley here. I have one for Lion if it ever comes up. Okay, we'll see if that gets back to you. Shirley, can you name a movie with a cow? With a cow? If not... I'll give you another one. Oh, Twister. Okay. Oh. We got cows. You're yeah. in. Back at the boat. I'm sorry, Julie. I have to go. We have cows. <laughs> um, Chandler, name another dog movie. Let's go Lady and the Tramp. Bryce, do you have another cat movie? Another kitty cat. Might have been one in Dennis the Menace in one of the scenes. I'm sure. <laughs> that it would be Halloween. Not Halloween Town. Um, oh, Hocus Pocus, Thackeray Binks. <laughs> you know why I Thackeray like playing Binks. these games? Because it, it gives us an insight on, you know, Bryce Williams' life and his likes <laughs> and, and interests. Yeah. Hocus I was going to say that has to be your wife's Halloween oh, season. Yeah. And we always make think it's Thackeray. We're like, why did they say Zachary? Why does it be Thackeray? Thackeray. All right. Uh, so we go to, sorry, Bryce. Uh, Shirley gets the line. Dang it. This time. I hope she says what I'm thinking. Do you have another? Shirley, uh, eye contact so you can see what I'm thinking. <laughs> get into his brain. She's not looking. She is not. You said lion? Yeah. Can't um, be Lion King. Oh, come on. Oh. You know it. Oh, God. Uh. It's the snow. There's Mr. Tumnus is in the movie. Oh no! I was thinking. I don't have this. Uh, what's his name? It's the sheepest lion. 
Sheep. No, Wait, that's not sheep, a movie. That's a TV. Sheep is lying. Uh, Come on. A movie that has a Four, lion in it. Three, two, one. Oh, son of a biscuit eater. Bryce, what were you going to say? Narnia. Oh, uh, Narnia. No. I was going to go with The Wizard of Oz. Oh, very good. Oh, cowardly the cowardly lion. lion. All right. I'm a coward. We got two standing. <laughs> the coward. <laughs> the noive. The noive. The noive. Uh, Chandler, horse. Uh, the fastest horse of all time. I don't know if that's true, but Secretariat. Secretariat. Oh, different racing movie. I need a monkey movie, Bryce. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Tarzan. Wait. <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah. I, there's right. got to be a monkey in Tarzan. We're going to go with it. Hey, cool. For good. Thank goodness. Uh, Chandler, you have a bird. Let's go with... <laughs> Can't say Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Dang it. Um... Let's see. I want to say mm, a bird. Mm. Oh, I know one. I know one. I did too. Now that I've thought, I've got a good one. Five, four. Let's go with three. uh, Stuart Little. Okay. Is there a bird Uh, in there? There is a bird in Stuart Little. Shirley, were you thinking birds? No, I was thinking Jafar from Aladdin. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jafar. Yeah. Jafar. All right. <laughs> Wait, I think that's the name of the bird, or was that the... Jafar? There was a bird in it. Yeah, he yeah. had a bird. But I don't know if it was Jafar. That might have been the villain in that movie. Chandler is our champion if Bryce can't name a movie with a rabbit. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, do tell. Bryce's uh, stall tactic that we've learned. That's see, that easy. Was, see, when I was 10, uh, there was this one movie I, uh-huh, uh-huh. that mom wanted me to oh, show. Yeah. And um, it's called... Um, it's called... Um, mm, it's... Yep. Um, Five, four, I'm guessing there's going to be a three. rabbit in Deliverance. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Judges? I don't think we can let you do this again. No. Okay, is Stuart Little a thing? Stuart, Stuart Little, Little? The little mouse? Oh, that's it's a mouse. mouse. Right. It's not a rabbit. Where I was, was thinking Bambi. Oh, Thumper. Thumper. I was also thinking Roger Rabbit. Oh, uh, who framed him? Who framed that guy? Dang, Bambi. Jessica. Oh, what are some who more rabbit that movies? Rabbit? You know what movie I was thinking of? I was thinking of um, Leonardo DiCaprio's movie. That's called... Wait, for a That's rabbit? A... or I'm sure there's a rabbit in there. It's a wildlife movie. So I googled uh, 10 best rabbit movies. Harvey, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail. Oh, yes. There's, uh, an, a, there's a killer rabbit in that movie. Bambi, Watership Down, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Wallace and Gromit. I would never guessed that. Alice in Wonderland, Donnie Darko. Yeah, no, I come on. I need clip. That was a tough Set one. Set me up. Set me up, failure. Zootopia. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that Zootopia was a, was a good one. I'm Dang. sorry, you didn't need rabbit. It. Yep, Chandler. Good win, sir. Thank you, sir. You Thank know you. your animal. He can't win. Lose. Win. Name that sound, but he can name, name that movie with an animal in it. That's right. Easy enough. All right, Man. let's uh, open up the booty bag, Shirley Rhodes. Oh, hold on. Uh, Jeffrey, <laughs> wait a minute, cut the music. Whoa, cut the music. Jeffrey uh, says, Planet of the Apes, no monkeys, chimps, orangutans, and gorillas. Monkeys have tails, 
Uh, no monkeys in those movies. Bryce, you are our champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just happened. laughs> I am the champion. The challenge flag was thrown, chal- and it wasn't too late. <laughs> Bryce, congratulations, man! Thank you. You are a champion. Chandler, <laughs> hit the music, Charlie. Good game. Oh my goodness! Uh. Oh, booty, man. booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. We will uh, be talking about this one for a long time. Chandler can't even look. He is distraught. Uh, he is distraughtness. He is just uh, cannot believe what. Oh, he's leaving. He's he is out of here. Chandler has left. Shirley, shrimp taco lunch on the line? Yes, sir. What color? Five. Color fave. 317-1250. We're back. Pirate Radio Outdoors after this. Fiverr. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to the guy that corrected clip and made Chandler the not winner. Oh, that was the guy? Jeff Dover was your winner of Greenville (laughs) of the Shrimp Taco Lunch courtesy of Chico's and grab your amigos and join Chico's for their 40th anniversary party on Saturday, March 11th from 1 until 6 p.m. There'll be live music and entertainment from the Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot. It's the biggest fiesta of the year and it's free. Make your plans now to be at Chico's on Saturday, March 11th starting at 1 o'clock. Congratulations to Chico's on 40 years in business. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's the clipster. How about that? 40 years. That is very impressive. Dad literally talks about Chico's all the time, getting the pitchers and yeah, I mean chips and salsa. Probably the chips and salsa. Uh, This question was asked to our baseball guys yesterday on the Delcor Players Lounge. Bryce, what's your go-to order at Chico's when you go? Um, typically it's a burrito. I don't think it's the hungry pirate, but Unfortunately, since I'm not really on the side of town, I don't go as much as I yeah. would like to. Because, I mean, I do really enjoy the salsa because it's like real salsa. Um, they haven't changed it, have they? It's, not, no, it's not more they dip out of They pour out of like the plastic jug. It's actually real. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely get the burrito, yeah. but I could. The Hungry you, Pirate is amazing. Yeah. It, they just pack it in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> a and, meal you know, and a burrito. Dang, I'd love to have some. Man. Yeah, we could head right over there. We could end the show early and just go right now. Well, I, we have the power out. to do that. We, dang right. All right, uh, Bryce Williams here. Let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. Um, let's see. We've got... Okay, Donald Juan said, Any logistical advice on attending the Elon game tomorrow? 
He said Bryce is the perfect person to ask Triad Logistics. <laughs> Any uh, advice, Bryce? I, as far as how to get there, <laughs> <laughs> he wants advice on uh, traveling to the Elon game. What time's Elon game? Oh man, I didn't know you'd have questions. Well, if the Elon game. I'm gonna like, say it's at four. Four. I would probably leave around noon. Wait, where are you leaving from, Don? Oh yeah, we oh, gotta have some background information. Oh yeah, here. that's true. If he, I think he just wants to know about parking, which you probably don't have a lot of information. Not yeah, not on Elon, unfortunately not. All right. Well, we tried. It's off of forty. He also said hashtag Chandler sucks. Wow. Do you know this man? Tough crowd. You just got donned. Is it Donald Juan? Yep. I sat beside him at the ECU Navy game. Hmm. So, so you do you and, know? And to be honest, we made great conversation, had a really good time with him, and now he's saying I suck. So that's really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Bryce, he's coming from Kernersville. Kernersville. Oh, he's buying up forty. Banging up forty. <laughs> Simple as that, Don. Simple. What else do you need to know? Bang it up forty. It's right pat right in Burlington. Are you man. saying bang it up forty? Bang it up forty. <laughs> Buy it. Bang it up forty. Simple as that. Yeah. Bryce, tell us what's been going on outdoors. I tell you what, it's been, I felt almost like, what did I not do <laughs> outside? So, Saturday, I spent time in the woods and chose a new stand location. Um, so, I cut new, a new, you know, trimmed up a le- uh, tree where I'm going to put a new stand where it had our main lane cut. And then I cut path a path into, well, leading to the stand so that i can get in there nice and sneaky and so i did that and then i also cut another path to where from a box stand instead of walking and walking down pretty much in front of the stand to get to to get in it where the deer could see me i cut another path to kind of go into the left and go around to behind the stand and put a little barrier there so they can i can sneak in without them ever seeing me It's all about not being seen. Mm-hmm. So I did that Saturday. So that was a good time, and you know, I got to use my new pole saw and stuff. So it was, it was good. Uh, so I did that, and then Sunday I'm taking the boat out forever. So I went fishing. I did a solo trip, and slow morning, but I was able to land two, catch two puppy drum, two keeper flounder, which is very tempting because flounder is delicious, but it's not in season. So caught two flounder and then the trout. So not an epic day but it was beautiful i didn't get skunked got to run the boat or boats running good because i just did that service you know i was talking mm-hmm. about on pretty much everything so i got to test that test that out and um get her warmed up and oh and then s- that same day sunday played nine holes of golf so wow i mean right. it's i mean i kind of feel spoiled but man i'm grateful to be able to do all that that's some awesome weather to do those activities yes. in i believe it's gonna get a little colder yeah but uh man we've had some beautiful days well you ain't kidding me it, it you know just gets you uh in a good mood whenever you got temperatures in the low 70s sunny i mean it's it's good stuff can't beat it thankful for it bryce williams pirate radio outdoors we'll take a break come back get ready to wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live we are back with you after these words
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market. The Dow was down 574 points at 32,856. NASDAQ slipped 145 points, finished at 11,530. And uh, the S&P was down 62 at 3,986. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, and saying goodbye to you, Bryce. Fun show today. Thanks for having Yeah, out. of course. Always a good time. Uh, Chan Man, Shirley, enjoyed it. Thank you all for tuning in, chiming in, being part of our program and our family. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Scoot Magoot, Scott Rogers, Scooter will join us to talk Pirate Baseball. Michael Perry joins us live from Fort Worth to talk Pirate Hoops. Also, Patrick Mason, Stephen Igo, and a whole lot more. We'll have basketball on all day, too, so that'll be exciting as well we'll talk to you then see you wednesday three o'clock on pirate radio live jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation